Hey everybody, welcome to the Collective Podcast. Today we have um, Alan McKay on. Uh, Alan's been working in the visual effects um, for a long time now. Um, for how many years now? Uh, 18, 19 years. Wow. <laughs> Too long. I, I do you, that, then I'm, then I'm You're not like, old. Oh. You've, you've, you've been around, <laughs> you've, you've started at a really young age, right? Yeah, I started out, oh god. I, I've, I've been doing 2D graphics uh, on PC since... Probably a l- ten or eleven. Eleven, I think. Wow. And it's just like using a mouse, pixel by, by pixel, eight bit, um, and it kind of you know progressed from there. And started working while I was about thirteen, fourteen. It's kind of funny. I was at Seagraph yesterday, and like I, I bumped into a guy I used to work with at Blur Studio about I don't know eight years ago or something, and he was like, "Man, like you've gotten younger." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, uh, I guess that's a good thing," because usually it's you know people working such ridiculous hours that you know we seem to be like 10 years older than we uh, <laughs> were meant to look so yeah yeah we become like these weird hermits if you're not careful of it especially with like what you do which is heavy on like um intensive render timing and all that kind of crap which yeah, yeah your, your day can go by by just making like one like subtle move <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the big trick is um trying to find the best way to be efficient with timing and you know it's you know it, it isn't it's more about like that's why i kind of figure it's better to have like the more computer power you got the better because then you can juggle multiple things if you've got multiple shots going you're never ever twiddling your thumbs because yeah. i think the worst thing to do um pro- uh, productivity wise is just to um only have like one thing you're doing simulation after simulation on because not only you know are you wasting a lot of time but at the same time like it kind of kills your morale to just be sitting around like browsing the web you know so it's better to kind of yeah, keep banging things out yeah yeah you want to keep that flow going yeah yeah exactly and, and it's unfortunate when yeah you have to deal with those kind of things those restraints but but yeah back to my introduction with you <laughs> there's so much to talk <laughs> about with you because you've been like literally i mean that's a i mean for people in general i don't think people last in the industry uh for that long usually um and if they do, they become like they they eventually dissipate and become like a producer, or they kind of take on a different role. But you you seem to have stayed pretty steady in like visual effects, and it's obvious that you enjoy it. Um, we can talk a bit about that. But you you know you've worked on titles such as like Looper, which is recent, uh, Transformers, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Superman Returns, um, that that newer Denzel Washington movie Flight, just to name a few. I'm just looking at your IMDb and you got a ton of stuff. So it's funny. I just brought it up myself because I'm like, what the hell have I been working on lately? Yeah, um, sure. It's whirlwind. Yeah, I just finished up like Star Trek two and a couple other things recently, and mm. I haven't had you know usually that stuff kind of pops up eventually, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's very easy to kind of forget what the hell you've been doing all year long. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just trying yeah. to recap. Yeah, it's gonna be cool to talk to you about how you kind of balance things out and sacrifices that you make to do what you do and. Sure. Um, you had a he had a he had a link. I'm gonna post it up in the in the um, podcast as well. Um, this is kind of how and the reason why I, I was like, you know, determined to reach out to you because uh, your talk about how to f- um, streamline your freelance career and, and just like your tips and tricks and stuff. And I thought it was like literally filled with all kinds of great little little tricks and little things um, to kind of help keep people successful and, and um, keep people wanting you to come back and work and you know not not just not just for your work's sake but also understanding how to be a a, a, a well-rounded person and so um, with all your experience it's really cool and, and I have I, I'm, I'm pretty new to the freelance game but 
Um, but I have my own tricks and little things that I like to do to make sure that things keep it flowing and stuff, which is cool. And but um, yeah, it's it's really cool. And, and you know, thanks for spending some time. I know you're busy, so I won't take up too much time. But I mean, I, I appreciate it, and I think you probably understand and and, and know the benefit of sharing and giving because i can tell that's kind of how you seem to probably grow a bit from so which is awesome so no man thanks i appreciate being on the on the podcast it's pretty exciting wicked awesome yeah it's just, it's you know it's like free form you just talk about whatever you want or the sun and we kind of i want to definitely talk about like your path obviously um you're not from the states right you're from australia yeah right? that's okay. right what part of australia are you from um, originally from like uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast around there, which is a bit up north from Sydney. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much uh, all, I've lived most of my life on the East Coast. Um, it's like you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, then like, you know, most of VFX houses are in Sydney, so I kind of moved down there when I was relatively young. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what made you um, come to the States? Like, obviously, probably work or... Yeah, um, I've been pretty lucky, I guess. Like, I, I started out very young, but um, I guess around like 16, I started kind of applying at a few places in the States. And like, actually, I sent my reel to two places. One was Blur and one was Blizzard. And I kind of did it more as a joke. But uh, Tim Miller from Blur emailed me back and he's like, you know, we want to hire you. When can you start? And I don't think he realized at the time I was probably like 17 or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and there's awesome. no way, you know, no way I could get a visa. But um i don't know i've been pretty lucky but i've just i've had a lot of offers over the years to kind of come to the states but uh i guess being australian and liking to party i didn't really want to come here until i was legally old enough to drink so um <laughs> yeah, you yeah. mentioned that you're like okay let's <laughs> let's get this out of the way quickly because you mentioned like alcohol and drinking so much <laughs> Do you are you doing okay <laughs> it's, um, it's culturally though huh that's a cultural thing right I, I i guess it's like a lot of things like you can kind of associate with culture but then you start thinking about it's like well pretty much every single commercial on tv in the states is going to be about booze and you know drinking as well and like you know like york in new york it's got more uh, bars uh, per block than any other uh, city in the world. I mean, you know, America's big in drinking, Germany is, England, I mean, you know, it's what we do, but um, I don't know, like, true, I, huh? I like to be pretty social and go out and I like to kind of um, balance my work with, you know, finding ways to kind of have a bit of an outlet. And I actually, um, I did a talk at Industry Giants in Texas and Dallas a couple of years back, and I was on a panel with um, a lot of big names from Pixar and a lot of other studios. and. One of the guys was actually John Carmack, who, you know, one of the owners of id Software, wrote Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein, um, you know, div you know, this guy's a genius, he's putting people, he's putting spaceships into space at the moment, just as a hobby, and um, yeah, I actually ended up getting like, a bit of a big discussion on stage in front of everyone else just about that, because we're talking about sleep deprivation and like burning out, and I was saying that um, in my younger years, like, you know, I would be working, let's say, 20 hour days of getting like four hours sleep and I'd still managed to get like an hour of like going out and partying with my friends and then going home getting three hours of sleep and coming back to work slightly drunk and continuing on and yeah. he, he was kind of um, very anti that saying that you know obviously sleep uh, is a cumulative and it kind of catches up with you yeah. and so he's saying that you know you should be getting as much sleep as you can and that's what your goal should be not like you know partying or whatever else and <laughs> the, the flip side of the coin was that I completely agree with that, but um, for me, it was more like I've done that so many times where I'll 
like literally leave the office, go straight home, pass out in my hotel or whatever I'm at and wake up and I literally feel like 10 minutes has gone by since like I left work and you go back to work depressed and just over everything and um, yeah, you need a switch. Yeah, and just having some kind of outlet. It doesn't need to be partying. It doesn't need to be anything else. It could be just spending time with your kids or whatever it's going to be. But I think that, like, I just remember, like, so many times I would come to work happy and just charged up. And everyone yeah. else is like, what the hell did you do? Because <laughs> we're, we're all depressed and, you know, worn out. And, yeah. you know, so that was, that was just funny just being uh, in this big argument with a guy who's, like, clearly a lot more intelligent than I am. And so, so, you know, but obviously he's he's you know experience the same things i have um yeah we'll have but, di we all have different systems in the way that yeah. we do the things that we do you know everybody's but, body operates differently yeah i just think it's you know it is important to have a bit of a distraction um but yeah i mean yeah i, I do like to go out i like to be pretty social and it's also a good way to kind of um find a you know a good way to network and do everything else like going to cigarette for other places you have a beer with some people and do your thing and yeah it's just a good social way to get together and you know, forget about work and stress for a little while. Yeah, so when you're out and about, you usually do it with other industry professionals or you use it just like people in general? Uh, for me, like if I do hang out with industry people, I rarely ever talk about work. It's kind yeah, of funny like yeah. that because I've, I've got friends who will tell me what they do and I'm like, you know, I, I've known them for years and I just have no idea they actually did that because I just never really talk about um, that sort of thing. So, I mean, at least for me, like I don't really nerd out too much or just gonna go out and have fun and Good. I'm happy going out and meeting strangers and having a blast it doesn't really you know for me it's more just I like to have fun and it doesn't need to be about going out and talking about render sampling and <laughs> all this other stuff but, yeah. Uh, yeah I find myself when I'm out and about sometimes like I you know it's like I'm, off, I'm on a train that it's hard to get derailed so and then the disconnection's hard because I'm so plugged in but it's yeah. cool I envy that because it's important and I wonder though because if you're working 20 hour days and then you go to do like you know an hour stint you know with your friends this is i'm not sure if this is recent but and then like if you don't have anything other than work because you're working 20 hour days like you know i'm trying i'm curious to see like what you flood your conversations with is it you know just things that you're interested in from your childhood or future plans and goals or just you know this anything under the sun that's a good point. I have no idea what the hell I talked about. Um, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. We'll probably go out and I'll be like, you fuck, are you just talking about work? <laughs> maybe, maybe. No. Um, that's a good point, though. I mean, it, I guess it really depends because, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I I did notice recently that, like, I was just talking to my girlfriend about it. It's just, I guess I do kind of pick different friends from different groups depending on without really kind of consciously being aware of it like depending on what mood I'm in so mm. I've got I've definitely have like groups of friends that I will go out with because I know they're going to do all the talking and it's just good because I can just kind of like switch off and you know let them you know yap on about work or whatever else but yeah. uh, then other times yeah you just want to go out with my more lively people who are more kind of um, on the same kind of biorhythm as you are you're, you're all charged up and want to go out and you know, just be social and have fun, but it, it all depends. I mean, at the same time, like I do have my sessions of, you know, hanging out with industry people. Like yesterday, I met up with um, a few people at Seagraph who, you know, are the, pro, are the guy who created Fume Effects and a few other big names. And, mm. you know, in that case, yeah, we're definitely more talking about work and future kind of plans, things like that. So, I mean, it just really depends. But, um, you know, I, I tend to work a lot. And so I... I might talk more about business and other things like that too, but I, you know, it just really kind of depends on um, who you're with and 
I guess what you uh, what you're trying to get out of it, whether it's just you know having a laugh or you know more just uh, blowing off some steam if you're stressed out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You seem to be really um, intentional and focused on at least from the talk. Like um, you have a obviously you have a, a strong work ethic, but you have also what most people lack. I think as artists as creatives is the social skills of communication. You know, like it seems mm -hmm. like you've managed to to utilize yours to the fullest but just i you know i don't know you but this just from that talk it seems i was like wow this guy really um is like perfected his act of the hustle basically you know like he should write a book <laughs> <laughs> the art of the hustle of some sort because like um i think for a lot of us in general creatives is um just myself i'll just speak for myself here but like there's spend so much time just honing your craft and trying to get good that you lack the social skills you know and i've always always i've always been a social creature i think it comes from moving around so much as a child and then realizing that you know sink or swim you have to kind of reach out and communicate with other people and that's how you you know make friendships and and, and you know long lasting uh, viable things but i don't know it's something interesting to hear though from you it seems that you have a, like kind of a similar take on all that as well so yeah yeah it's it's a good point um i don't know like i i kind of think it's a flip side i mean and this is stuff i when i when i started to talk to you like i you know it's kind of funny like there's a lot of stuff coming up that i never would have in a million years thought i'd um <laughs> ever touch base on but um it's it's kind of a valid point like i never really thought about that kind of thing but like i've got a friend of mine he's a soup over at digital domain and he was telling me one day at dinner that like that's like one thing I have going for me like actually going back on the drinking for a second but um, that you know I've, I've kind of because I tend to be a lot more social I kind of stick in a lot of people's heads as like that party guy or that you know guy goes out and is, is fun to be around so um, his words not mine but you know yeah. his his way of seeing it was that um, you know I probably do get a lot of studios will probably think of me when they think of working like on a new project because they're like oh he's really fun to have around so you know we'll bring him back and that was something that like I don't necessarily agree with but um, it's kind of interesting to hear that from someone else's perspective that you know um, that's kind of why that you know having having being that doing that stuff on the side benefits you and your in your work path but um, yeah I mean in a way I think it is beneficial like the more it's just like anything. It's just like a muscle you got to work. But like getting more confident or better with people, um, you know, it, it definitely kind of helps you. And again, going back on the Seagraph, uh, I was explaining this to someone yesterday because we walked past the job booth, and someone I was with was saying that um, was my girlfriend, just so she doesn't kick my ass later for not pointing <laughs> out who it was. But um, she she was saying that you know she'd probably be really shy in all the interviews if she ever did something like that, and one point I brought up was that I have a lot of friends who are super talented and work at a lot of bigger studios and they usually go to job fairs and actually participate in interviews and it's not actually to get a job it's just purely because they want to get better at being interviewed so in a, in a way it's kind of like a good exercise for them to actually um, be put on the spot and go through the interview process just so that way they become more comfortable with it because a lot of people when they are uh, kind of like literally uh, in a seat being interviewed and told like you know tell me why we should hire you they freeze up and it's kind of you know you got to kind of get in the right mentality where um you you don't feel you feel a lot more relaxed and you don't feel like you're gonna freeze and and choke you know what i mean so yeah there's a lot of it's there's definitely a benefit is, for huh? it why do you think that is why do you think people do that 
Like, uh, I think we all have it within us, but we make a choice. It's like a mental shift. Like a, you yeah. sp- you've spoke into like publicly in the crowds too, so you you have a decent amount of miles, I imagine. Yeah. Um. I I guess everyone does for different reasons, and you know, uh, another thing I was saying to someone the other day was uh, that we're talking about arguments, and I was like, yeah, that's the one thing I actually suck at is like you know if I, I think I'm pretty confident when it comes to talking but like if, if I had an argument with someone I'm like that's where I choke and cunt um, <laughs> think of any you know anything good to kind of scream back about but um no I don't know like it's you know I, I think for everyone it's different and it's just it, you know it, it's more just the fact that you've got to kind of internalize and you know try and look for information but at the same time like you have someone there so it's kind of like you know it's just harder to kind of um subconsciously think and process information when you're on the spot it's the same thing of a lot of things like people working under pressure i've seen people who like work better and more efficient because they've suddenly got like you know a reason to, to really push themselves whereas other people just shut down and they can't function um and i think that everyone just kind of handles things differently yeah so um yeah but you know i, I think that i definitely think that yeah, people, some people can be really shy and it can be it can work really against them and then other people can be really outgoing and confident and that also can be negative because it's very easy I think especially in this industry where we all are artists and there is like I think everyone has a little bit of an ego but I think that um, you know obviously some people have a massive ego and um, there's just um, it's, it's, it's very productive. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's very easy to come off, like, if you don't watch out, like, you know, you don't want to un- undersell yourself, like, I try and be humble in a way, like, I'll, I don't want to tell, like, I don't want to ever say, like, I'm really great at something, I'd rather let my work speak for itself. And, yeah, you let the world you know. judge you on that one, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and nine times out of ten, there's going to be, you know, there's always plenty of people better than me, so I, I made that realization early on, it's like, don't try and be the, the best at something, because there's always someone better, just be the, the best that you can be, yeah. but, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, um, there's a risk of, you know, coming off cocky, if you kind of come in and tell everyone, like, you're, you know, you're going to rock it, and you're, you know, going to save the day, then that's, <laughs> that's obviously going to be the, the complete polar opposite of being too shy, or, or, or whatever. Yeah, the scary thing with doing that, for anybody that does that, is that you have some enormous shoes to fill, because everybody has different expectations, and some have really enormous expectations, especially on themselves, mm. and therefore they expect you to be just as good, if not better. So if you don't deliver, it's like a huge letdown. It's like there's a there's that saying that I try to do is like with clients, I think it's a under promise and over deliver. I think the same thing you should do with like the way you present yourself, you know, like don't say that you're this person. Let people judge you. People will prop you up, you know, like let them yep. do that. Don't do it yourself. Yeah, there's a there's this fine line where. I've dealt with people that are that have massive egos and it's just like, dude, really? Like what a letdown. Like <laughs> you had all this power and you just kinda let it go to shit. And that's yeah. a, that's a bummer because like, you know, it shows that that person to me is, is weak, you know. Like there's a huge weakness, you know, when people let their identity get in the way of their actual work. It's like most of the time, especially with the things that we do, we're not like athletes and not we're not using our physical body, we're like using our minds. And so it's it's like it's not you that I like. I like your art and your work, not you personally, you know. So it's like sometimes people get caught up in like the details, the nitty gritty of that, you know, where I think they think that they're identified with their art, so to speak, like as a person, whereas it's not really them. I don't know. There's yeah. an, there's the idea of disconnection. I had a really great talk with Tim Tatter on a podcast. It's going to be coming up soon, I think, but. 
he had a really great point and he brought up like Kurt Cobain and, and uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix and all these like musicians and stuff and how he said it's vital to separate yourself from the art because like it's not it's not you it's it's a process it's not you you know so like a good way of looking at success is, is by understanding that acknowledging that and then you know like not giving it the power that usually it takes you know so just yeah. something interesting some food for thought you know it's just something to think about you know i agree yeah, yeah it's and, always trying to figure out that puzzle you know it's always something going on trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah no i agree and i think that um you know it's yeah you're right there is a fine line and like you know, at the end of the day, like what we do, like we're not curing cancer. We're not, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's easy to get lost in thinking that we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that's just yeah. it. You can kind of let your job consume you. And like, this is a very demanding industry that we work in. And Incredibly. I think, yeah. And I think that, um, there's a lot of benefits to, you know, like, I, I think that you can actually make this job benefit you. Like you can use it to travel the world. You can use it to you know get a lot of freedom you can work your ass off like six months of the year and like really like push yourself but then you know use that as a chance to then be like okay now i can take some time off and do what i want especially with freelancing you can kind of pick and choose your projects and you can kind of schedule uh them around your life a bit more as well so i mean you can definitely make it work for you but at the same time like you know rather than than being uh making it kind of consume you and eat your life up but at the same time, like, it's just a matter of kind of finding that balance, you know, and not trying to take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's It literally is a daily juggling balancing act, you know, and the guys that are really good that I noticed are able to, like, maintain all those different things. They, usually they have, like, a family or something that they have as an outlet that they love, you know, or, like, you know, some kind of hobby or sport or something to, to let the out, like, have a nice solid outlet and then... Um, and then other things, you know, like they're, they're able to establish themselves properly. I don't know. There's a lots of things that, um, make a good person, a good freelance person. But I also like another reason why I started this podcast and it would be great to talk to you about this is, um, I, I was kind of just emotionally kind of like a bit pissed off when all this stuff happened with like, um, rhythm and hues and like, uh, you know, I don't know all the story, but it was just, um, I just felt like. There was no voice really in the creative, like in this realm, and I, th I felt like it was it was kind of important for for somebody to kind of speak up about like the do's and don'ts and just some just some um, you know pointers and stuff for up and coming artists and and people that are trying to figure out how to make it you know um, in the industry because it's obvious there's no there's no like path you know for everybody but. Um, what I'm getting at here is, is, is it'd be cool to hear from you kind of like advice for younger um, designers or um, visual effects artists and stuff, how to kind of help prevent those things. Because I think a lot of, a lot of the reason why my opinion is why that shit kind of happens is that artists are investing themselves creatively and um, usually are willing to sacrifice myself included, willing to sacrifice certain things for that freedom. And therefore like people will abuse that whether it be you know over time and, and all that kind of stuff and so um, I wanted to hear what you, what you thought about some of those things like kind of things that we could do to help fix the situation maybe or you know amend kind of issues that could be um, easily avoided you know so yeah so what do you think about that stuff like all this all this madness that's happening right now 
Um, I guess it's such a that that actually is such a huge subject, and like I've got a lot of friends who um have been kind of like following that a lot more, and I've kind of I don't know, it's it's kind of funny because I've worked on a few projects more recently where there's always been like that one person in the room who like really just fixates on like every single thing happening in the industry, and like. They're, all they're doing is like they're just Mr. Negative though, and like being like, man, like this is screwed, this is screwed, and like you know the the world's coming to an end. It's all going to Vancouver. It's all being outsourced <laughs> here. Like damn those people. And and the thing is that like it gets to the point where that person is like the one person you don't want in the room because they're just like literally bring everyone down. Yeah. yeah. And you know like obviously right now it's it is a bit of a, a scary time just because. Um, I want to make this clear. I'm not like that at all. No, 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 not okay. at all. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, look at me. I'm in San Diego. I'm obviously optimistic. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I just mean like, um, as in like, you know, having this one sourpuss of a person who's yeah. just like, that's just you know. shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, you can tell that that's just their personality type, and and that's the thing is that uh, there's one guy in particular I was working with, and he's actually a super nice guy. It's just again, and like, it's not like I say this behind his back. I'm I'm the one who's always pointing out like. Okay, you're either talking about terrorists, or you're talking about the industry sucking, or you're talking about this. Like, these are the three consistent subjects that are just always going around in the room uh, from this one guy. And but that's just it. There is always some people who are a bit more. They lean towards the negativity. There, as I said to him, it's like you're not the glass is half full or half empty. It's like the glass is wrong and the world is going to end. You know. <laughs> um, but you know, and and that's why like um, you get on these subjects and like they're the ones who are really going to fixate on like you know. This studio is, you know, getting out of work. This is shutting down. These people are haven't been paid in two weeks, and you know, like it's some of that stuff isn't really going to be beneficial, especially for morale to um, to kind of worry too much about. And I think that we've all kind of been in the industry, like or at least the ones you have, for long enough that we know that it kind of fluctuates. It goes up and down, and it does. Yeah. But more recently, it obviously has kind of become a bit more drastic, you know, than it has yeah. been in the past. But you know, I, I don't think, for instance, like LA. LA's always been the hub, and that's because all the filming is done here. So it's Hollywood. It's kind of this big bubble, and that's kind of changed a lot over the years. And even you go back ten years. I mean, you look at Matrix and Star Wars. Like, there's a lot of movies that are actually being shot, like in Sydney or New Zealand. Um, you know, it's not like this is a, a new thing. It's just tax incentives kind of pop up for a while, then they dissipate. Um, I think some people are a bit smarter these days and how they go about it and that is that they initially uh, push the incentives but they do it in a way that kind of forces studios to actually set up a more permanent base and that way when the incentives go away they've already set up a, uh, enough presence there that it makes more sense to keep a studio there so like Vancouver for instance there is actually a lot of studios there I used to live in Vancouver back in 09 and when I was there there was about three film studios there was Prime Focus or Frantic Films at the time uh, there was Image Engine, and there was like Rainmaker, I think, or like one other one. Um, there weren't that many places, and then literally within a year, uh, Sony and all these other studios started like popping up. <laughs> and um, you know, so it is a bit different. And you know, Hollywood North or Vancouver is definitely one of the places that's kind of like become a bit more of like the the focus for a lot of um, the work. And you look at Digital Domain Features, for instance, like they're more shifting gears into. Vancouver now. Yeah. Um, Speaking of know, digital domain, how did you fare out with the bankruptcy? Because I was working for them too. So um, I it's kind of funny. I haven't actually <laughs> actually ever worked for DD. Uh, I've, uh, I've 
I've been contacted by them a lot of times, but um, I think the first time was for Mission Impossible 3, but back when Fincher was directing it back in 2003 or 2002. Yeah. Okay. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of funny because like, um, I just never got around to working for them. And in more recent years, it's like because they're a big enough place, like if you work for them, you have to switch your visa over to them. And I just don't want to go through the headache. But um, Yeah, it's a lot of work. You, you, don't have, um, you don't have U.S. citizenship yet? No, no. Um, wow. Yeah, I, it's what a pain in the ass, huh? <laughs> I'm actually I gotta fly back to Australia in two weeks to renew my visa, so it's oh, man. it's good it's, it's a good excuse to go home. So yeah, uh, go see your family, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been back in a long time, so it's uh, good. Then. That'll be a good yeah. thing then. Hopefully, you know, sometimes family sucks <laughs> to be around all that madness, but it seems like you probably are due for a visit. Yeah, I think people are gonna get mad if I don't come back soon. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. But uh, DD, I mean, yeah, I, I spoke to one of the supervisors yesterday and. Uh, you know, like the way it sounded, it sounded like as if like DD features was gone, and like it's it's not at all. Like they're still around. They're just kind of um, going through a bit more of a transitional phase. Yeah, they're and owned D by a different different company now. So yeah, totally so, um, entity. I thought you, you had said you'd work for them, and then I was just gonna ask you because yeah, the lawsuit uh, and all that stuff. So I've got a lot of friends there, and like I I hang out with all the guys there. I used to go to all the parties back when um, they still existed. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> um, but but um, yeah, it's funny. Like even even recently, I got emailed by DD Commercials, and I was so busy that I didn't reply. And they sent me another email, which I haven't even read yet. I saw the subject heading, but I was mega stressed and get, didn't get around even reading it but it was kind of like I think the email said can you multitask and it was like obviously in relation to the fact that I hadn't gone back to the first email <laughs> so um, I was like okay that's, that's kind of ballsy but um, yeah I, they're a great studio I really love their work I just never got around to um, working with them and it's a bit of a shame yeah. but um, you know like it, it is kind of like that's where the industry is now that it's more a lot of people freak out about you know all the the jobs and everything has not much work around but if you really yeah. look at it it's You're mainly yeah. well it's mainly just the the big studios um and they're the ones who kind of started out a lot younger and uh you know in the early days there were there was a lot you know essentially their overhead is a lot more and yeah, of course. their tons of money is, to make those things move man tons of money and then you look at a lot of the smaller studios they're able to do the same amount of work just more out of the box and um you know it's just you know, for a lot cheaper. So, I mean, when I was at ILM, I used to walk around and like literally just because prior to going to ILM, I owned my own studio in Australia. And so I kind of still had my head in like producing shows and budgeting shows. And I was just kind of in awe at like how they could afford to do these movies because yeah. like they had two massive buildings and maybe like three or four features going at, at that time. And they'd have like PR departments and like all these massive amounts of people. Infrastructure, just, yeah. Crazy yeah, and, amounts, yeah. It's just like how much money you're burning through every day and like how much <laughs> is profit, you know? Yeah, so, you're, you know, you're, it, you're a bit keen on being smart with your money, I imagine, too. Are you are you aiming to, like, make your own company or are you, like, being, like, liquid in form and just kind of cruising um, around and enjoying, you know? Because, you, like, you work for companies like Blur and stuff. Um, yeah, right? um, I have my own – I had my own company. We had about 30 people and we're doing really well. And I was still, I think, 26 at the time. Yeah, so you're, only, you're older than me though. You're 82, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's you're right. You're 31. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, I'm I'm old in spirit. <laughs> yeah, uh, young guy though. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. What was it? I I basically closed that shop down just because it got to the point where I kind of realized like the way things are going, they're actually going really well, mm. and I just realized that um, 
I'd probably be ended, ended up doing it the rest of my life if I kept it going. And it's also, I think um, if you're, if you have a VFX studio, it has to be a certain size before you could really ever look at selling it. Otherwise, it's really, you're the face of it and, you know, the client's coming to you. So it's not like if you get Joe Blow to take it over, they're going to be able to maintain those relationships. So yeah. um, I ended up, it was a hard decision, but I ended up closing the company and going to ILM and uh, working out there. And it's, um, you know, I, I enjoyed doing that just because I wanted to enjoy the rest of my 20s and then kind of look at it again uh, down the line. And that's kind of where I'm at now where... I've just more in the more recent months started doing that again. So we did like God of War and a few other shows, and been kind of pushing a lot of productions through. Um, you know, a new service I'm kind of in the middle of setting up, nice. and you know, but at the same time, like I do like my freedom and I like the flexibility. So it's kind of scary because when you when you finally walk in a room and realize that you're responsible for all <laughs> these people, and it's just oh, I can't <laughs> do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've been asked to to start a company or thought of it, and and. and uh, yeah, I just, I can't get over the fear of that. I just can't, yeah. <laughs> it's a scary thing knowing that, you know, you're supplying for, you know, XYZ's, like, you know, kids and their, you know, their food and stuff. It's a sketchy thing. But with that risk comes great reward, I'm sure, you know. But, yeah, some of us have it, some of us don't. I like just working from home for companies and stuff, you know, for now. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's a sketchy one. Do you So you have... So I'm trying to get an understanding of like where this comes from because you seem like you're a bit different um, in a great way, like being an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a really, it's not like a common trait here. Are your parents kind of hardworking and own their own companies out there, or is that something that kind of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, how do I say this? Um, yeah, I guess when I started out, like I only had my mom, and like we didn't have much cash, so like same. I I remember when I was like 14, I started paying rent, you know, and having to get a job just to kind of, uh, you know, bo too. both of us. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think I think it's good in a way because it kind of teaches you to be a bit more independent yeah. earlier on. Yeah. But um, kickstarts you. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I kind of I was always envious of those people who like let's say when you're a bit older and you move out of home and those people had like a big family let's say and like a big house and you know because then you always have that security of like if you screw up then at least you can go back home and what do you th uh, yeah do you think that's really good though well that's what i mean like for me it's kind of um me knowing if i screwed up then i'd have nowhere to go because yeah. it's kind of like you know my mom lived in like a, a one bedroom small place and it's not like you know i could ever move back there so it's kind of like yeah you've got to cool. make sure that you're you know you're able to take care of yourself and you can't fail yeah and but yeah, I mean, beginnings. That's cool. Me too, man. Same thing. Same. I have a single mom raised me. Oh, that's it's awesome, good though. Man. I think it's cool, and I think it's amazing that you know, like, I'm proud of our moms. I don't know your mom, but that's fucking awesome. Uh, I you hope know? you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 uh, good. I mean, I, I think in a way, it's kind of um, yeah, it's it's definitely made. You know, it it makes you actually really kind of think on your own about like how you're gonna go about everything. And yeah. for me, like, I actually uh, quit school. The second week of grade nine like I, I rarely went to school mm. like I, I i liked meeting my friends after school but i never went i'd always just skip school <laughs> since uh, since probably like grade five and like mm. it was just ridiculous and so finally when i did quit school and i finally made that realization that like i'm not going back because uh, i kept saying to myself like for you know months i'll go back you know eventually and i think that kind of made me realize well I've got to do something with my life. I can't just be like a high school dropout. And I think to me, that was like a pretty big pivotal point in my life where I kind of 
had to sit down and figure out okay well i've got to do something i gotta figure out how to do it and yeah. i will say the one thing i feel like i did very young which in a way kind of helped my career a lot was i did exactly that i was 14 years old and wanting to work in um visual effects or video games but in the u.s ultimately so you know having a goal of like you know little kid in australia no internet no anything <laughs> and um you know having a goal of like working in hollywood or whatever and this is back in the 90s when that kind of goal seemed pretty much impossible yeah and yeah, um yeah. It's not so, like it was today, yeah. Yeah, I think these days, I mean... So easy. You know, yeah, especially the internet just kind of changes everything. The amount of, <laughs> everything. The amount of information out there. Plus, like, you know, tools these days are a lot freaking easier to use. Yeah, um, and it's just like, yeah, if, if, I always think that if kids nowadays can't make it, then you're just being completely lazy. You know? Yep, yeah. Because you, know, you have things like like we can even dream. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Podcasts like these, you know, to hear like people, you know, it's just like I'll, I'll give you a five-step program. I had, had books, uh, yeah, exactly. I had books to read, you know. It was like yeah, I that's it. in the beginning. I think well, we we are only a year, a year apart, and so I think you're you're probably what was it Star Wars? What what was it that really like made you go okay? Was it Star Wars or something uh, like that? Was um, it... not not really Star Wars, but I mean, I don't know. Like I I can't really think of a movie that I sat down and watched and I was like, oh, I've got to go do that, but mm. um. I don't know, like, cause I remember watching those movies, and I knew there were effects or there were puppets, and you know, like, I think definitely for a lot of people, like, I actually saw John Knoll yesterday, um, and like, he was he created Photoshop, obviously, and he's also you know one of the guys responsible for like Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park and all those movies, and so cool, yeah, and like, you know, watching those, I think that later when it all clicked, they were definitely like a huge motivation for me. Yeah. Uh, I was always obsessed with um, video games, like when you know you have something that has like a lot of multimedia and it's like either rendered cinematics or whatever is going to be that would always going to blow me away um i think the biggest thing was i came from doing a lot more traditional stuff sculpting painting illustration stuff not as good as your work but um uh, you know was it, <laughs> but, did, you, did your mom do art too is that uh she she's always a very creative person um i wouldn't say she did more traditional stuff or formal mm. uh stuff that she you know, was trying to be an actress when she was younger and did a lot of photography and camera work, you know. So I think in a way, I got a lot of my creativity from her for sure. Right. Um, you know, and, but that's just it. Like, um, I think one thing that got me at least to kind of move into 3D was, and I think it was always about, um, sorry, I'm jumping around a bit, but no, I think- it's fine. Uh, no order to this. <laughs> well, I, th I think it's more the process of my brain of trying to get to that point, but sure. I, I think thing. initially doing the traditional stuff and like, I was always, interested in like anything that I couldn't do is what kind of pushed me to do it yeah. and um, cool. and and so seeing computer art I'm like I want to do that you know like with a mouse painting and doing the 8-bit stuff that I'd see in some video games <laughs> yeah and then um, I remember my mom actually bought me an issue of uh, this Australian like Photoshop magazine called design graphics okay and and that one uh, had a review of 3d studio two i think for dos mm. and so they're not 3ds max but like 3d studio back in the day and um Old i school. remember i remember flicking through that and just seeing all these rendered images and even like uh advertisements for wavefront uh and stuff like that which were just like all these rendered plasticky looking 3d renders but <laughs> you know me not understanding the process i was like wow like i can't paint that like i, I wish i could and so it kind of got i think that helped get me intrigued because you know these things look so polished and yeah you know and even though now they look so cheesy, but like at the time, things like that, just I 
you know, I was like, I want to be able to paint that well, you know. So, yeah. um, I think finally when I got into 3D, it kind of, you know, inspired me and, you know, started pushing me. And from there, it's just a matter of, like, motivating myself and, you know, going from there. Awesome. Yeah, I remember, like, do you remember the magazine Sin Effects? Yeah, yeah, Sin yeah. Effects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, like, I had no money, so I'd, I would save up as much money as I could. And, and I lived in Hawaii, so, like, I'd go down. They didn't really have much of that stuff in Hawaii, especially because nobody really cares about that stuff out there. I'd rather go enjoy the day, and then uh, yeah, I remember I remember buying one of those. It was, it was so expensive to me at the time, but yeah, I, at an early age too. I think I had, I had like a um, a newspaper route too. Sorry, I'm talking about mm -hmm. myself. I'm just like it's oh, cool. To, it's cool to relate because it's, yeah. we have similar. Um, I think that's where the hustle comes from. The science of the hustle comes from because, yeah, those dire moments when you're young. I moved out when I was about 14. So when there's when you when you realize it's like well, uh, yeah, this is it. You know, like at that age, you realize like, holy shit. And so all my friends, I was about four five, six years of development ahead, you know. So by the time it came for them, when they left high school and they left the nest, like I was already like, I was like an adult, you know, I was like, oh, I already figured all this shit out already, you know, for the most yeah. part. So you get a good head start. I don't know when you, when you eventually uh, left, but it sounds like you, you, you probably make pretty fast moves. So <laughs> reaching out to blur and stuff at 17, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left when I was 16. I, I initially started video games and kind of like, you know, did all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of inspiring too when you get out and you kind of realize you got the world as your oyster to uh, to tackle. So it really is right, and that's what comes back to you talking about like the guy that's a negative Nancy. Like that's like, <laughs> well, I don't like that either. And like when I brought that up about like the industry, I wasn't trying to say like that's my viewpoint on it. I just, it's just for me, it's um. There is a lot of negative negativity, and and um, to to kind of touch back on like when you said like um, all the works go into like different spots, not all of it, but most of it. But I, I think um, you know anybody that's afraid of that stuff or worried or any of that shit, like um, what you should do is just make yourself really great, you know, like take that energy and like turn it into making something really amazing for yourself. You'll never go out of work if you're great. You know, like maybe the they'll have the pipeline go over to another place, but you know, guys like you, uh, guys like like you know, like George Hall, they'll fly you around. They'll fly you anywhere because like you're valuable. You know, that's my opinion on it. You know, anybody that puts too much energy and time to worrying about that stuff, I think you just need to focus and spend that time and energy on making yourself amazing. You know, yeah, so. I agree. And yeah, I, I get what you're saying before. It's like, uh, I know for you, you're more just bringing up the fact that, um, you know, there it is a bit of a, a a time where the whole industry is kind of mutating a little bit and evolving into a bit of a different kind of structure than it used to be. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what I was saying is like, obviously, there is some people who kind of like look at that in a negative way and kind of freak out. And like everyone has every right to worry about it. But I guess some people... Um, they're going to be more contagious in trying to scare everyone else, and, you know, and, and that's what I mean. Like that, if if it wasn't about the the industry, they'd I'm sure those people would find something else to do the same thing about, you know. Yeah, global warming um, or what have yeah, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah, but that's just personality types. I think there's different personality types. A, a bird flew into my window. It's 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 2012. Like <laughs> the world's going to end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's just it. Like um, I think that it's just a matter of, and I think with everything, it's just a matter of kind of finding a way to make it work for you and yeah and it's just a matter of really kind of looking at the situation and like if you're a single then like why don't you use it a, as a chance to see the world and like go and take a job in 
another country for a little bit and yeah, do some absolutely. freelance work or whatever, yeah. you know, like you can get some life experience that way. I mean, when I was 17, I got offered to go work on like a stereoscopic uh, feature film in uh, Portugal of all places. And um, it was in Madeira, which is a little island just off of Portugal. And I kind of regret that because like I ended up not doing it because my visa was taking forever. So I ended up like just taking a job a in drag. Melbourne. Yeah, but um, I, I remember like looking at this documentary on the place, like on that exact island Ugh. years later. I was just like, oh man, like that would have, uh, like my life would be a very different life having <laughs> gone there. But yeah, you know. yeah, regrets, regrets. But I mean, you'd probably travel a bit now. You don't have kids in, right now, right? No, um, yeah, I, this has actually been the longest I've actually stayed put because there was a while where like I've, I was averaging maybe um, a couple of countries a month. I was just jumping wow. around a lot. And Crazy. And I've been to the How states. That? Where have you been? Um, usually the same places, because I mean, it's only been the in the more recent years I've kind of started to appreciate life a bit more and and do things for fun. Mm. But before it'd be more like, okay, well, I'll go to New York, I'll do a gig there. I'll go to L.A., I'll go to Vancouver or Berlin or New Zealand or this or that. So awesome. Um, it was always fun, but it was always more the major cities where all the work is. Yeah. And, and now it's more like, okay, screw it, I'm going to Maui or <laughs> I'm going to yeah, go somewhere, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you should go to yeah. Kauai though if you go to Hawaii. You go I, to Hawaii. I was gonna ask which island. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I, I lived there. I grew up and I lived in Maui and Oahu and uh, the Big Island, but I I just recently went back when I turned thirty. I went back to Kauai and hiked around the island for a week. It was amazing. So yeah, if I refer anybody like you know at our age too, like if you want to get an amazing experience, yeah, that's definitely you should well, definitely go out there. The the first time I actually went uh, to Maui, I was actually going for a wedding. Um, one of my friends, he was an animator, I think, at Frantic Films in Vancouver. So, like, it's kind of fun because, like, all my friends were, like, Canadian buddies I hadn't seen in a long time. And mm. uh, so, we now, like, a bunch of the VFX soups and everyone else. And uh, we all met up there and partied. And it was kind of fun to actually just catch up with, like, all these guys I used to work with and good friends with. And um, kind of, like, in a different remote location yeah. than, uh, you know, than cold Vancouver. Different setting. Yeah, different setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, cool. you know. And it's good. You go snorkeling, do a bunch of stuff, and, you know, and <laughs> come food. come back to work all recharged like a week later and tackle it all over again. So yeah, it never ends. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it just depends on how you what you want. You know, I've the more I realize it too with this stuff is the more I realize that it's all about your choices. You know, the choices that you make that define you to figure you know how you figure out how, you know what you're gonna do and stuff. So like you were saying, like if your advice for anybody that's like single and talented you know like go I would advise that completely too. go out and travel you know um, because yeah you don't know when you're gonna get that experience again or you, you might find uh, the love of your life and then make kids and then not be able to do it and you know, so, <laughs> yeah you know, and, and being always wondering you know like oh, I wonder what that would, would have been like you know well you, you only live once and um, yeah you know it's 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 one of those things that like it's I was I was talking with uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, have you heard of the program Terragen? I've never heard of it. No. Okay, Terragen is like uh, this view or Vu, uh, which is like a big landscape kind of creation program. Mm -hmm. The other big industry one is Terragen, and buddy of mine wrote that. He's originally from England, and so I, I think it's kind of common when uh, foreigners get together, we just stand up talking about visas and oh, stuff man. like that the whole time. Yeah. But um, we we both kind of talked about that because we're both going through kind of a similar process right now, and. Uh, it's one of those things that we keep having where it's like you go to like somewhere like 
Santa Monica, somewhere really beautiful in California, and like you spend all this time living there, and like how often do you actually go to the beach, or how often do you actually yeah, go out and have yeah, fun? Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> kind of take it for granted, and then like finally you're at the point where you're like, okay, it's been another three years, and you know I haven't really been doing much. I've been working in an office. I could have done that anywhere. So I mean, I think it is important to kind of really take advantage of life and kind of you know find ways to kind of spread it out a bit more. And I mean. I think I'm working from home at the moment, which has been kind of fun. I've been juggling like four projects at the same time, and you know, it's it's a bit of stress, but it also means yeah. that like if I go out for lunch, I can be like, well, let's go to like some nice rooftop bar overlooking the beach, have a few drinks, and chill out, and then come back to work. And like, you know, having that freedom to kind of detach for a little bit, and even this morning, like、um, I was going to go do the Santa Monica Steps and have breakfast, and you know, it's just having a you can kind of cram in a lot more into your life. Yeah, just um just You know, having like an hour or two away from things, you can just make the most of it. And instead of you sitting on a couch, you could be out, you know, going for a hike or or something fun. And that's something that weeks later you're still looking back at, like, wow, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. choices, choices again. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah I've I've realized the power of that too. I have this book I've been re- recommending to everybody, and I'll recommend it to you. That's kind of helped change my game too. It's called Manage Your Day to Day by the guy that made Behance. Oh, I should、yeah? get. I should get. I, I mean, I should talk to them. I'm plugging the shit out of that book.、So. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's a great book. It's really beneficial, I think, for anybody because it it kind of breaks down like how to a lot of things that I didn't really. I've always thought, but it didn't didn't really solidify in my mind. It kind of, you know, I don't know if you've read like、um, Stephen Pressfield's like War of Art or any of those kind of books. Like he kind of he personifies things that are aren't person like there never were before, like procrastination and all that kind of stuff. So, but it's cool. It, it in 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 this book,、um, it kind of talks about. I mean, the, what I took from it is about like you know choices and making the right choices, and so that you can enjoy your life, but also you know enjoy your work and, and keep the flow going, you know keep the energy, you know continually coming out of you so that it works, you know. So yeah, you but, sent me a link to this I think、uh, a few weeks back when yeah. you yeah、uh, I've I've been bomb- that's actually like my kind of. Goal, like a little hobby of mine at the moment is trying to like crunch my email down because <laughs> I get get so much every day I just get overwhelmed and oh yeah I'm sure you know hence like digital domain and everyone else emailing me again like yeah、um, yeah and, and apologize here if they're listening so <laughs> <laughs> well if you're、Sorry. busy you're busy you know so yeah that but this book is really amazing how how it really identifies with our current day problem which is oversaturation of communication and like、mm. how to control it.、Um, And how to really、uh, understand, like how to how to kind of be progressive with your day, you know. And and it's about choices. And like I said, like a good example of this is that,、um, you know, like I you know start your day off with no emails, don't even check your phone, and then just do something for yourself for the beginning of the day, like the first hour or thirty minutes or whatever it is, just something selfish for yourself. Yeah. Because you know, like you know, as you know, it's like years go by, and you're like, "Whoa, what happened?" And all of a sudden, you know, you have nothing to show for yourself other than like other people's work. And some sometimes that's cool if you're working with people that you really dig and you have a lot of freedom and you feel like you're contributing to the pot. But not not everybody's situation is like that, and especially in the 3D and visual effects community, you become like a bit of a cog in the wheel. Like, oh, I did this smoke sim on this thing, and then that was it. You know, it's it's like,、mm. it's not like you 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 you're making something or following your potential. You know, so this this book is kind of cool where it it reminded me at least that like that's right. That's you know I, the reason why I did any of this stuff is because I wanted to express my ideas and my thoughts. I wanted to work with people, but I wanted to express my 
ideas and stuff and so then i realized that that's my own path but it's cool there's a cool structure um that has with that i'll, I'll um you're you got a lot of i'll just text message you i guess it's <laughs> the uh, probably best way to send you something but yeah it's gonna it's gonna funny well i'll um what you brought up about like uh, kind of structuring a day actually is a really good point but um i'll just say real quick that i, I just realized that um I guess when you did tell me about it, I, f I clicked through it and actually bought the book already because I just saw it again. I'm like, ah, I'll get the ebook, and it says you already purchased this on July 1st, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I already yeah. have it. Um, I'll have to have a read through it later today. Yeah. Um, it's an easy, actually, fast book. I finished it in like two days. So. Uh, awesome. Well, yeah, that's the one thing I'm doing right now is like, um, just because I started working from home again, it's, you know, there's. I think the most important thing is that, yeah, structuring your day and at least for me, like I don't have enough time in my day to get, uh, you know, even 20% of what I actually try to get done out. Yeah. So like, is that self-induced? You know, Cause I have the same problem. Um, it's, it's kind of become like a big fascination of mine is trying to how to optimize my day. And I do kind of tend to outsource a, a lot of stuff that I can, uh, do these days too. Like, um, I'm a big fan of delegation so even stuff and like I'll get into like kind of arguments with people about this because I've got you know friends or whatever that will be like oh you're lazy you get someone to, qu to clean your house let's say but um, there's a lot of things that I find that will eat up my day and um, that you know at the end of the time like I can either focus on my work and get this done or I can spend like two hours doing this other thing that isn't really going to benefit me too much but needs to get done yeah. and and so I'm a very big fan of trying to find what I can time. Yeah. yeah exactly and trying to find uh, what are the things that I enjoy doing what are the things I have to do and especially what are the things that don't require me necessarily to do so things like my bills or um, you know just other random things I need to chase up and like whether I can actually pay someone else to do that sort of thing and it's purely because, um, you know, whether I do it, whether they do it, it's not going to reflect on me. It's more about that way. If I pay someone, let's say, $20 to go do something, and during that time I go and work, I'm going to make more money. So if you start to value yeah. Yeah. how much your time's worth, then you can start to kind of really um, balance out, like, you know, where your time should go. Yeah, and yeah. People that think that you're being lazy, it just I don't think they understand what the value of time is, you know. Yeah, I remember when I first bought my house, I was going to be like all into gardening and do all the yard work. And then I was like, like you know, reality slapped me in the face. I was like, I, I got to go make money. I got to go do jobs, you know. And by the time I knew it, the grass died. And then I was like, yeah, I got to go hire somebody. And it just made me realize like, okay, I might want to do that just because it would be fun, like therapeutic. But at the same time, like, I can't do everything. And so it's okay to say no to like, getting things done like you know it's okay to have to pay somebody to help me here you know so yeah that's just value in time which is which is good i think it's important you know i think people that don't do that um are selling themselves short i think they're not able to understand like what their pure potential is you know so that's smart you know that's a smart way of doing it. i had vitalion and he he had a he had some really amazing things about the way that he manages his day-to-day -day and, and kind of how he's managed to get himself where he is now. And, and it's actually, it all comes down to really successful people understand, you know, the value of their time, you know. Yeah, and on the flip side too, like you, um, you know, obviously there is things that are therapeutic or hobbies and things. So, I mean, you know, if it's something that you enjoy, actually there's an um, uh, entrepreneur, Evan Pagan, who does a lot of... Um, uh, 
marketing and sales and he's one of the top guys out there for that sort of thing and he actually talked a bit about that once basically saying that you know if you like going and doing the groceries and you like doing the gardening let's say then that's something you should go and do yourself but it's stuff that if you just find it's something you have to do and it's going to take an hour of your time then you know why should you do that when someone else could you know necessarily do that and like it's kind of funny because there is websites now like TaskRabbit uh, just got introduced to LA recently and that is like this service where you can actually um, put out like I need to get um, my dry cleaning picked up or whatever and you can assign a courier and they'll go and do that they all work <laughs> for TaskRabbit yeah. and it's kind of gained that point I think where these days like we don't have enough time like it's not like before where you know people would go about their day and they had a very small portion of things to do like we're all very busy and and what you're saying before about like email and kind of like waiting for you know the right times to do it like I completely agree yeah. um, from, I try and really structure my day and right now I'm kind of trying to find my flow again just working at home and everything else and is it you were working at like a studio prior yeah, I had an office and I liked that too because working from home is one of the most difficult things to do. Yeah, it uh, is. I was talking with Chris <laughs> Chris Bond who used to own Frantic Films and now he owns Thinkbox that does like Krakatoa and Deadline and all these other uh, big software tools. Um, I was talking to him about that because I was going to work from home uh, initially uh, for Frantic Films for a while and he was saying like that's a really hard thing to do. I've done it before and it's it's distracting It's it's very difficult. and. Back when I first launched my old company, uh, I was working primarily from home and I had a lot of little things I would do to kind of help with that. I would get up in the morning, I would shower and I actually would get dressed for work even though Good. I'm at home. Yeah, I would, set. Yeah, and going out, even just getting breakfast, that would kind of be my getting breakfast and then going to work. So when I come back in, I'm at work. There is no like going playing some video games at three o'clock or whatever <laughs> you're going to do. Yeah. It's like you're, you're at work and you have your responsibilities, your goals and you gotta get through them and right now it's a bit different like I'm going out to the gym or to the pool or you know hanging out by the beach a bit during the day and enjoying a bit of flexibility there but it's still a matter of like you still need to hit all your goals and get a lot done and I think the biggest thing for me is like in the morning having a morning routine and and I agree with that about email like I will avoid email to a certain amount of time because all it's gonna do is it's gonna especially if it's something that's like a big emergency it's gonna fire you up yeah, it's going to play in your mind. And like, if I go to the gym and I've read my email, then suddenly I'm on the treadmill thinking about it. I'm like, I got to get back. I got to get back and I got to yeah. take care of this stuff. The moment, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, everything's you know. very intrusive now, too. It, it's all itself induced. It's us allowing it to be, you know, like we can, you can easily be like, I don't want a fucking phone and shut it all off and delete your emails and be like, you know, you can do that. It's a choice. You, you know, you shut off the world. But, um, you know, it's like, you know, for the hustle part of it, you have like for you and I, the way we see it probably, and this is just me, my interpretation of it, but like you kind of have to keep yourself actively engaged and plugged into the system, but it's a matter of choices, you know, like I realize that too. I've actually shut down like, t like I only give myself like probably 40 minutes a day for emails, whereas you like, cause I'm probably like, you probably get just as much or even probably more. I get like at least 50 to 80 emails a day. It's yeah. just like constant, like, and I want to help everybody and I want to give everything to everybody, but I just can't, you know, and I got to realize like, you know, I got a family and I got to make sure I'm present when I'm with them and all that kind of stuff, you know, so, but it's all choices and yeah, strategically planning your day to set it up like you made a great great point because yeah, if you have like a, a sketchy thing happening or not a sketchy thing, but you have something that 
you know, you're waiting on and then you get back to, they get back to you right before you go to the gym and it's your fault for reading the email, it'll fire you up and then you'll be like, you won't be able to enjoy the gym. You won't be able to enjoy the time that you should be doing and focusing on your body, which, you know, your body needs it. And then you'll, you know, it'll just fuck with you basically. So it's best not to, it's best not to do that. I think, I think it's, I think it's, it causes more damage than good. And nowadays, like, like we talked about, like there's so many distractions, you know, so many things that get in our way. I think, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. I'm I'm Um, just rambling. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think that, uh, you know, you go, you go back 10 years ago, having the ability to multitask and having the ability to get email on your phone and all these other things meant that suddenly you have you have access to all this stuff and it's it's really beneficial and i think now it's actually going the reverse where yeah, it is, uh yeah. multitasking is far too distracting there's like actually programs out there like uh time rescue mm-hmm. or rescue time i think it's called um which you can basically said you know i'm gonna work for three hours and it actually will block internet access will block like everything unless they're specific work related websites that you actually set up in the thing mm. and it, it'll uh, basically prevent you from doing all these distractive <laughs> things and it, it's funny stupid. we need that yeah yeah it's super that you actually need to actually buy software to stop you from, <laughs> from that but yeah. we're, we're kind of at the point now where um multitasking is actually counterproductive you know like yeah. having too many things open you're going to get distracted having email like if you're at dinner same thing as the gym like if you're at uh, dinner and you get emails about work suddenly your mind is on that and you're worried about that and you know it's just going to pull you uh, off of everything you're doing and you need to kind of um i think it's better like i said to structure your day and like i've already done this today i've been like okay i'm gonna talk to you i'm gonna then you know go and do a couple of things and it's like three hours on this project one hour for this then three hours for that and at least that way it's like I, at least for me um i i know all my faults pretty well and uh, and one is that I will, I will always kind of prioritize like work or other things as being more important than let's say cleaning the house or paying a bill or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, those small things tend to accumulate over time. Yes. And and at the same time, like I, I will freak out though, and I will get stressed thinking like I don't have ten, you know, I don't have time to uh, to clean up. I don't have time to go to the bank. And even just doing the simplest thing of just allocating time to it, like okay, I'm gonna clean for ten minutes. Yeah. If you just set like a timer and do it that way, you've mentally kind of been like, okay, well, it's taking 10 minutes. It's all it's going to do. So now, you know, 10 minutes isn't long. I can consciously put that time aside to do it. Uh, whereas before, it's like, I don't have time for all this. Well, this way you're allocating time. And that way you're, uh, you're able to actually consciously be like, okay, I can do that. And yeah. on the flip side, um, it's actually a good practice to do because if you start actually assigning kind of time to each task you're doing, you can easily start to identify that you really are overwhelming your day-to-day life and you need to, <laughs> you're, you're putting too much on your, on your list. Yeah. And, and be, so, become just depressed because you're not getting it all done. Well, yeah. Cause it is, it is, um, it is rewarding, uh, to actually achieve like your day-to-day goals. Yeah. And I've got a friend of mine, um, really smart guy in Perth in Australia and like he invited me over because his um his sister owns his burlesque show over there and uh they're doing like this big show and flying this like dancer in from New York and he he's like you know come visit it'll be a, a fun weekend we can all hang out uh, throughout the week so I end up staying at his place and um he had this big whiteboard with like a graph on on the whiteboard mm-hmm. I asked him like what the hell is that and that was actually his um kind of like 
success chart of like what he had set out for every day. So he would set his day to day goals and he would basically have to mark his progress. Like if, if he achieved everything he intended to do that day, then he can kind of mark it up. But if he didn't achieve everything, in other words, if he um, was putting too much on his list and not getting through it all, then, you know, the progress chart would go down. And obviously he needs to keep a consistency. So in other words, it's it was like forcing... Ma- taskmaster, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it was such an interesting thing to look at because, um, I mean, in a way it is very motivational to know that you are progressing and getting everything that you set out to achieve done. And at the same time, um, you know, this way you can see that like, okay, well obviously I'm uh, putting too much on my list if I can't get this done. And the real kind of key thing about this is not about like whether or not you're getting stuff done. It it really kind of forces you to be like, okay, well if I'm going to have this much time in a day to get my tasks done, which are the important ones? So some of the ones that you might think are kind of you know, important, but they're actually in hindsight, not actually that important at all. This will force you to kind of really just focus on the ones that you're happy to achieve. And, um, and that way, you know, you, you're actually getting the things that count done and you can kind of continue to, you know, really prioritize and, you know, put time aside for the small stuff later on. But instead of like focusing on a bunch of stuff that really isn't going to matter, like if you have a bunch of emails that can wait till later in the week, then you know, it's it's easy to uh, push that back. Yeah. And like one one thing I started looking at in terms of email optimization in the past two weeks, um, one thing was like with me is I'm terrible at keeping track of my email. So there's an app uh, called Boomerang which plugs into your Gmail and it allows me to set like, um, you know, basically hide this email and then remind me, you know, in a set amount of time. So mm-hmm. it meant that cool. I could actually start grouping my email. So if I had stuff that was really pressing, I can reply to that right away. If I have stuff that's more like personal emails that someone's asked me like, how do you do this or whatever, I could say, okay, well, Thursdays at 4 p.m., I'm gonna put an hour aside and reply to like all the emails I've gotten throughout the week. So I just need to set that to remind me at 4 p.m. And it's not like it sits in my inbox, it actually disappears. So that way I get the satisfaction of like not having a cluttered inbox. That's and, cool. Um, Boomerang yeah. is called? Yeah, it's called Boomerang. And What's then the it'll set up? Was it a long time to set that up? That's my fear too, it, is I just it, don't have time for the email. I don't have time to set up another application. It, it, took, it took like 30 seconds and it plugs oh, okay. directly into Gmail. Hmm. So it took less than 30 seconds, honestly. And it plugs directly into Gmail. Like you just got to put in your Gmail login password basically and it'll, it just pops up as like a extension for it. Okay. Um, and the cool thing is that like, let's say you have a, you send an invoice to someone, you could set this to remind you in two weeks time if they haven't responded or whatever. And that way, um, if someone hasn't responded, you can follow up again. And the cool thing was I started doing, uh, I was working Metallica's new movie uh, the past couple of weeks and I kept having to upload to Dropbox like all these new render passes. And some of the passes were taking like two hours to, to send. Yeah. So what I end up doing just that way, it's not like I have all these things kind of in the back of my mind. I would write the email and have like the links all set up and everything. Awesome. Yeah. And it would say like two hours till the upload is done. So it set the email to send two hours from now. That's right. That's cool. And and that way the email will send later. And I don't need to worry about it. It's like another thing that I can forget about. Yeah. And it's just like having on... an assistant without having an assistant. Exactly. Yeah. And so just little things like that just mean that you can start scheduling and automating your life. And it's, you're right. For me, if even just updating a website, if it's too much work to do, it, it just kind of falls into a pile of like, I'll get around to it. Yeah. So, you know, you just want like fire and forget kind of uh, actions. 
and um, you can kind of start to unclutter your life a little bit and get time back. Well, it's cool hearing how busy you are and how you um, want are cool with giving me some time too. Because I had the same thing too. I am juggling so many jobs, and but I find this incredibly important, especially for myself socially, um, to be connected with other creatives because it's it's so vital. I was going to ask you too. Um, I have an app that I use um, for like my invoicing and and all like time control and everything. It's been actually an amazing app. I re I, re I recommend it all the time to everybody that does freelance. But it's called Harvest. Do you use a Harvest? Uh, it's funny. I never have used any invoice generators um, ever. And um, in the past week, I started to just because um, I just end up spending so much time on Google Docs and having to generate PDFs and do oh, all that so stuff. So fast, dude. So fast. Yes. Yeah. It's so, like you can just duplicate one. Boom, boom set it up and then it has like automatic like reminders and like keeps your whole year thing together so you can just print it out and give it to your like accountant it's amazing it's and a it's, total time saver get getharvest.com is that right yeah i think it's a yeah harvest yeah getharvest.com and i think you can try like a first month for free and um yeah I, I like there's i mean i don't really i don't really i never say anything's good unless i feel it's good and that's um, that's an application that I use and it saved me tons like tons of time tons of heartache and just getting me the things I need it like you can instantly see what's due what's late you know you set it to net 30 you know you can have all yeah. these parameters and it's easy to use too so it's super easy that's really awesome yeah I just in last week started looking into um, you know handling invoices that way and like awesome. that was one of, one of the uh, apps I wanted to check out was that so um, yeah I highly uh, recommend it I've tried a couple other ones and I didn't like them I didn't think they worked as smoothly but I, I felt at harvest and anytime I had issues too I'd just write them and they re respond instantly so dude it sounds like i'm making a fucking commercial for these guys i gotta <laughs> but, send them this link and be like all right honestly um <laughs> I, I think that people benefit from that like I'm, I'm the same way like you know sometimes that's all you want to hear is like what other people are using and yeah, sometimes there might be some cool apps or whatever and you know it, it just means that you know you find people who are kind of very similar to you and you know it filters through all the bs you can actually find stuff that's useful and actually works yeah. then um, you know it gets people interested so I mean I'm the same way same reason if someone is reading a book that they recommend and I'm like well we're similar people then I want to check that out too yeah so, definitely uh, I mean it's the the thing let me write that down actually is the uh, the app with the emails because like my buddy Jake too we talked about email control and all this stuff too and, and what's the app called again so I can get uh, it there's Boomerang Boomerang okay cool and then there's uh, another one, Swizzle, I think it's called. I'm just trying to look for it. <laughs> Swizzle. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I always think of alcohol when I hear that. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. I'm actually putting together like a bit of an article and just because it's kind of fascinated me, just kind of looking into this and yeah. ways to handle it. Because for me, like I end up having Gmail with like thousands of labels and it's just uh, become like so unmanageable. Yeah, yeah, unmanageable. Yeah. And through uh, oh the other one, those those three that I found really useful is like okay. one was Boomerang. And that was more for scheduling emails and kind of being able to like categorize it all for replying. Uh, then there was uh, Maelstrom, which uh, was really, it was Maelstrom, but uh, spelt mail. So M-A-I-L, I think it is. Um, but if you Google like uh, Maelstrom and then mail, you know, it'll come up with the link somewhere. That one was really beneficial. I'll get into in a moment. The other one was Swizzle. And Swizzle, um, just log in so I can actually remember what the hell it did. But <laughs> no, I actually found like Swizzle and Maelstrom to be really good. Um, there was a couple of things that Swizzle did. One of the key features which I found to be really useful is that you know you everyone gets like they might be on like my habit and guilt and 
Groupon and a bunch of those kind of um, websites that are a lot of advertisements or whatever. But yeah. there is still a lot of them that you you actually you know want to receive. It's not all junk mail. So like you know everyone's trying to get rid of all the subscriptions and stuff that you don't want. But then there's definitely stuff that like Expedia deals, things like that that you might actually want to receive. Even like VES uh, forum mails, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, what it does is. Um, Swizzle, I think when you log in, it'll actually go through your email and it'll tell you every single thing that you're subscribed to. Because you know when you get annoying emails that are really I just frustrating? Yeah. yeah, and you've got to go and click un unsubscribe and go through the whole process. Uh, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't even work. This will actually tell you everything that you're subscribed to. And you can actually go and just select them all and say unsubscribe and it'll uh, go through and do all the, all the unsubscription stuff for you. That's cool. Which is really cool. The other thing that it does is it creates like a digest and what that does is that it'll actually and you can set it to email you once a week or once a day however often you want but it'll allow you to categorize all the other things that you are subscribed to that you actually are interested in getting so like I said like you know if you're on VES like Visual Effects Society you'll get mails from them and other you know websites that send you these big uh, like you know newspaper kind of uh, emails yeah. well what it does it'll send you one email and inside of that, it'll have like a little thumbnail of every single one of those pages. So you can actually kind of see all the stuff uh, on there and you can then click it and it'll actually bring up the entire email. So it means that you get like one email which has like all the other emails that you actually might be interested in. And you can pretty clearly read through it all in one go just scrolling down the page okay. and then click it to pop it up if you want to. That's awesome. So if, I found that to be really useful. The other one was Maelstrom. And, um, I within maybe 30 or 40 minutes I managed to get rid of 18,000 emails wow. uh, and not like in some messy way where I'm dangerously gonna like <laughs> lose some that's stuff that's the fear right you're gonna delete something that you know yeah you don't so want to um and a lot of it like I could categorize archive or do a lot of stuff with and there's different ways you can like, kind of filter and read through your email and you know either based on sender, lists, time, or you know, a lot of different uh, ways. And so that was one that really gonna help me get down from having like 20 something emails to 2000. And I still need to get through the, the last 2000, but my goal is to, <laughs> I have a goal of getting to like uh, zero inbox. You're gonna point. love this book, man. You're gonna <laughs> love this book. I think you spent a little bit of time on that. You know, it sucks, like that's what we say too. You know, it's like all these saying, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, keep going. No, no, yeah. uh, I've, I finished my spiel. So. Okay, well these are great. I'm gonna try these out. Um, I'll probably try one out at a time and see what's up. I also use a timer too. I don't know if you do this. This is so funny. I, like, I, I have three timers I can see on my desk right now. Oh man. Because I actually bought a new one the other day that um, vibrates just because like if you're in an office with other people then yeah. you don't want like all the annoying beeping happening all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have, the one, I have this one called Real Timer I think it's called. It's pretty good. I, I mean Clear Timer. Clear Timer just has the word clear and timer. It's on my iPhone. I don't know if you have iPhone but... Yeah. Um, it works really well. It's got a cool user interface, and, and it, that's what I use. Vitaly actually was telling me something pretty crazy. He, I don't know if you know who he is, but he uses a um, like a, a sand timer. So oh, really? It's a physical sand timer, and it's like I think he has a 15-minute one, but mm -hmm. I was I was saying about getting a 30-minute one because that's pretty intense. But he says there's something that happens when you physically watch time slip away. You realize <laughs> it gives it a tangibility that like the digital things because we're so used to seeing numbers go by on the digital display. Yep. But when you physically see like each grain going by, like it gives it elevates like your sensation of trying to like evaluate what's worth worthy of your time or not. You know, 
it just gets, like it gets ridiculous but yeah i mean that's something i'm I, i'm gonna take a sabbatical next um next month to to, to master zbrush for five to seven days because i've been wanting to do it and i have to shut the world off to do it but i can't wait to do that and i think i'm gonna get it for that situation in, in total so i can just be like 30 minutes boom tutorial break do this you know like super regiment but then like make it so that i can learn it i mean everybody learns differently for me i get so distracted and i have so many desires and dreams that um if i don't be if i'm not careful you know five years will go by and then i didn't get my bucket list done you know so and and, and for me i get really depressed or down on myself if i don't if i don't accomplish the goals that i'm setting out for in my life you know so um, but that's one thing, I don't know, it's something interesting to think about, like getting an actual sand timer. So if you have other timers, like that's kind of a cool one just to physically see your time going by. So <laughs> Yeah, um, no, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like every single thing you bring up like sparks another thing in my head of, uh, you know, all this stuff. But, like I mean, minded. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll jump on it. Like, it's kind of funny just like looking at my desk uh, just now. I'm just kind of realizing like what I have on my desk is like, for instance, I've got two timers. Um, <laughs> one's the vibrating one, another one's like one I've had for years, I actually own two of them and I used to use them for like ice baths and other things like that and just in general um, it's just been kind of useful and the key thing about um, having a timer and I think you'll agree is that it kind of forces you again like you can mentally allocate like 10 minutes to clean or 10 minutes to do this task but for me like one thing I started doing uh, a couple of years ago was I set reminders in my phone twice a day and it was just kind of simple reminder like get back to work or like are you working and it was kind of an interesting thing but a lot of people will do that whether it's they're distracted they start browsing the web or whatever or even if you're working um, there's going to be situations where you're just you're, you're just spending time on something you don't need to spend time on you're just kind of like detailing something beyond was necessary and you're just kind of fixating on something and you need to kind of like take a step back and look at oh shit like I've got to focus on all this other stuff and this this isn't my priority so kind of having that little reminder just to kind of like t stop and take a look at what you're doing you can kind of realize okay yeah I, I need to actually focus on getting this shit done and out to the client not worrying about this little tiny thing that you know isn't going to matter at the end of the day yeah. and so it's just kind of like a good way to kind of um recalibrate yourself a few times throughout the day yeah and yeah and, and also just setting tasks like I might set 30 minutes and you know for work and that way at least it forces me to be like okay for the next 30 minutes I'm really gonna be in the zone I'm yeah. gonna work as hard and fast as I can and the amount of work you can get done in such a small amount of time if you really focus and that's what kind of shits me a little bit is when if I'm souping a show and I tend to like when I'm working I work and I don't browse the web I don't screw around yeah and and so if I do see other people doing that I'm like you know and then they you know complain later that they've got to work back late it's like well if if you actually were working when you're at work then you wouldn't need to worry about that like you everyone has time to screw around and browse the web a little bit but if you kind of section 30 minutes to you know, again, using a timer to like minutes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> 15 yeah. minutes yeah. twice a day or whatever. But like, you know, some people might smoke a cigarette. You might have like your, you know, browse YouTube or whatever. But yeah, um, five minutes, if, you, yeah. if you have that, um, you know, it'll, it'll allow you to kind of same thing with email to kind of force it to be all in that one section, get it all done and then move back to work. And that way, at least when you're working, you have 100% of your time focused on that, you know, yeah. which is um, a really kind of crucial thing. Um, another thing, a book I've got on my desk is um, a book from Timothy Ferris on 4-Hour Chef, which is a pretty interesting book. It's a lot bigger, I think, than... 4-Hour um, Shift? 
the four hour chef actually it's a cookbook but i'll give that a moment but um this is actually a really big book but it's kind of uh written in a modular fashion so it's not like a cover to cover book but more a section by section book and what it is pictures in it it's got plenty of uh, sweet food photography and other stuff <laughs> the thing is this obese then if i read that <laughs> Well, the I thing need to about this take book, a snack break. it's it's actually not a cookbook at all. It's it's kind of written as a cookbook, but more disguised as one, I should say. Um, the reason is it's actually a book on meta learning. So, if you you know, there's a lot of people into like life hacking and trying to like you know do things more optimally. So this book is actually on accelerated learning and how to like pick up a subject and like learn, let's say, another language in like two weeks or a couple of hours even, um, like the basics of any structured language or whatever you want to learn. And it actually kind of goes through, um, you know, simplifying a lot of stuff and just kind of uh, different techniques for kind of retaining a lot of information. So it uses cooking just as more a subject because, again, like if you want to learn something, you need to have something to kind of um, use, you know, as a as your subject to uh, to apply it. So for me right now, I just started swimming. Um, my girlfriend's actually like a competitive swimmer her entire life. So it's it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing at the same time that I've got someone who can teach me everything I need to learn about swimming. But at the same time, like <laughs> it's kind of intimidating too. But like that's that's actually <laughs> that's been a awesome. goal of mine for um, a good 10 years, I'd say. I, I, longer than that even, I've like really wanted to get good at swimming and I've just kept putting it off. And I, I already know where a few of my faults would be, but I just really want to kind of find that as like a goal, a hobby to kind of, you know, spend time on outside of the physical one you know, too. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's it's just one that you know I've already noticed that like even the past couple of weeks have been very stressed, but I've kind of noticed when I get in the pool like I'm more <laughs> worried about breathing and and um, you know catching my breath and being exhausted than I am about like getting back to email and everything else. So yeah, um, it's kind of good to have that. Like I said before about having an escape. You know, Do you feel like. Yeah, do you feel like um, all these distractions are a benefit to you or they might be, um, that's one of my worries too, is like having so many distractions of other things that aren't work sometimes will del like diminish like my, I don't know, my overall like experience with it or my overall like presence with it. And I, I think, I think I'm just, it's like a self-sabotaging thing within me. I think that the more that I step away from it, um, to do things that I feel are important, like living and like I do jujitsu as well. And like that kind of awesome. helps, which it's really like one of the most amazing things It probably saved my life in a lot of ways, like emotionally, um, because it's just like a, a humbling art, but it's like, I think when I come back to the drawing board, I realize like, Oh, that's not a big problem. It's not a big deal. You know, like it helps I, clarity, I suppose, you know, it's I, so I easy to get stuck in it, you know? So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it actually benefits you in the long run. Like, um, I, I've had the same knee-jerk reaction too when I talk to people and they're like, you know, they talk about hobbies or other things. I'm like, man, I don't have time for like going and spending a night or two a week doing whatever. But because um, like other things I want to do, like I like cooking, so that's not why I bought this book. I actually bought that Four Hour <laughs> Chef specifically because it is a book about learning. Yeah. And, um, I haven't actually gotten into it yet, but I've, it's kind of on my list of stuff to do. And... <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Need a book in procrastination first. Um, yeah. But, but um, yeah. that's the thing is that like having time away, and that was one thing that John Carmack and I, when we had that discussion um, on the panel, we both were agreeing with is that having these distractions is definitely a benefit. And I think that, um, you know, it's easy to get kind of caught up, like really get, kind of get overwhelmed by all the work you're doing and and again like even if it's just a matter of like fixating on the wrong things and 
of feeling like there's too much you know that you need to do and it's it's impossible taking time out and stepping away and having distractions allows you to kind of um just reevaluate things and come back and and have a new plan when you do and the other benefit is that um by doing that like your your brain is still going to think about the stuff and it gives you a chance like when we were talking earlier about how people have interviews and they freeze up and yeah. you know they they don't you know respond how they should have that's exactly because in in the same way that um with this sort of thing like when you're on the spot and you're stressed out you can't think and you can't look at the best possible way to go about doing something but when you take a chance just to let yourself kind of forget about it for a little while your your mind's still going to be thinking about all the stuff whether it's you wake up in the middle of the night with like the answer to your problem or you're just chatting to someone about something completely unrelated and that suddenly makes you think oh shit this is you know what i got to do uh, to solve my issue um you know it gives you a chance just to kind of ease up and let those kind of you know thoughts come naturally rather than trying to like force yourself to do it and choking when you do. So whether yeah. you're doing jujitsu or cooking or swimming or whatever it's going to be, going for a run, um I think all those things are definitely therapeutic and also just kind of give you a chance to kind of really detach and when you come back, you probably have like a new approach. Like you might even just come back to your desk and be like, "Wait a minute, I'm going about this all wrong." Yeah. You know, I just got to do this and it's done. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or it's just like so, breathing too. It's, you know, like all those things, especially with like the 3D thing and all that stuff. I imagine it's like, it's all about like tactics, you know, how you do, the way you approach things, it's all about a tactical approach, you know, and, and it's like your success is in your approach probably a lot with, with a lot of it because you could be like, oh, I'm going to use this program for this where as the, another program might be completely better and you're not really seeing that. You know, absolutely you know, so it's, it's all about the way that you approach things and sometimes it can easily be um, from my experience you can easily get consumed with like thinking that oh I need to do this but when in actuality like if you take a breath and you and you come back at it from a different angle you're like oh well I think I could do it from here and, and this will work just as good you know and, and, and um, you absolutely the benefit of that you know the clarity basically there's it's said too in this book that um, I'll quote some stuff from it it says that um, when we're sitting here and we're working, oftentimes it's also important to breathe, like be mindful of your breathing. It's probably a lot for anybody listening. It's like, geez, like I got to do this and that and this and that for anybody that's new to this. But, you know, <clears throat> it's an art form and, and it's an it's an act of creating a complete balance and, and not everybody is able to accomplish it. But if you can, you can live in harmony. But the thing that, that um, this book brought up, which is really key, is that like when we work at the computer, we're usually focused and, and our breathing becomes very shallow. And what it does is it um, unknowingly puts us in like a state of like, um, not shock, but it puts us in a state of nervousness, which is like kind of heightens our, um, our messes are with our immune system and, and our, and it puts us in a nerve wracking kind of state where it throws us off. Like, um, and it's important to be caught, be, um, cautious of that. And then to, you know, breathe properly, you know, like solid breath, like solid breathing for your, through your nose in and out and stuff. And then focusing on that because, you know, two hours goes by three hours, whatever. And then all before you know it, then you, um, you know, you weren't breathing right. And then that leads to like weight gain and anxiety and, and, and health issues, you know? So just like things like that, you know, it's like, there's always, you know, when we're in this, in this, in the pursuit of um, perfection as a human, it's like, there's always going to be something else along the other side of the, of the hill, obviously with this stuff. But 
little things like little trips ticks and like things like that to kind of perfection like make you make yourself better and healthier and and what i'm saying going back to this with your decision making is that if you are breathing um comfortably and you feel that you are like you're doing what you need to do by like breathing properly it'll usually will give you a decent amount of clarity and therefore it should help you with the rest of your day and kind of figuring out you know I don't know problems yeah. that might not come easily, you know. So just yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So and even like just you know breathing, you you feed oxygen to your muscles and everything else is is it calms you down and like uh, even you were just saying it before, I was like, oh shit, I'm not breathing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but we we do it and we go in those. There's a lot of bad habits and like it's kind of funny that we talk a lot about a lot of this stuff and it's um it might sound like really hokey to like a lot of people but the thing yeah, is that this like is pro, this is pro shit right here this is the pros <laughs> don't talk about like the nerdy weird like nerd stuff they talk about like life balance and, and how to really acquire like perfection in a sense i suppose you know yeah and well that's the thing is like you know as you progress you want to be better at life and kind of take your life back a bit and like you know i think that um for a lot of us you know we kind of do start to like look at the big picture and like ways to whether it is like more time in a day or you know how to perfect something quicker or, or whatever it's going to be um you know we all have that and and that's the thing is like we were talking earlier about career stuff and i think that that's probably one of the most beneficial things that i've kind of found that i think really kind of sets some people apart from having like a, a mediocre career and other people who seem to be a lot more lucky with what they do and it, I think that those people are the ones who kind of take the initiative and really kind of push themselves they're the ones who you know don't necessarily slave away 24 hours a day that's not what it's about but like they're the ones who will put in the time and the effort in the in the long and short run yeah. and I've seen that a lot where it kind of annoys me because I've got I meet a lot of people who tend to like they want all these things they want to have like the big career and they want to earn a lot of money and they want to have like props from everyone they want to do all this <laughs> stuff but yeah. then they kind of just expect it to be given to them it's a generation you know I mean? now right don't you think I think it's a generation now I think it's a mix yeah I do think that a lot of people now kind of see the end result of like let's say someone who's working at Pixar and doing a lot of talks and driving a fancy car or whatever and they're like yeah I, I want that and I've I've got friends who are kind of in the same boat where they kind of ex they want all that and they're not willing to really kind of put in the hard yards to kind of like bleed and earn it. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of, it kind of always makes me think of um the the dumb like I'm not even gonna quote it right but I was thinking about yesterday about something but it's so hokey because it's not related but like I think there's like a a dumb line in Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum's character is saying um you know that you 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 know, sat on the shoulders of all these genius people who like, you know, learn all this stuff and you didn't earn it or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid to say that because it sounds so unrelated, but in a way it's That's like these, these people pretty much, um, you know, a lot of these people grew up in this industry and they, they, they did all the hard yards, the long hours and yeah. they, they fumbled through and, you know, had to deal with so much hell. Yeah. And the final reward is that finally after survival of the fittest, not being weeded out and changing careers you've finally gone to a point where you know you are doing well and things are going well for you and that's because you've done all that you know hard you know work to get there and then other people come along and they're just like yeah i want to be like that and yeah. and they don't understand that you know you can and you will you just gotta actually work at it it's not like you know everything comes for free yeah there's no such thing as overnight success you know there never is anybody that says that's lying through their teeth so 
But at the same time, like people do have all these tools now that we didn't have, which is great. That you know they can kind of fast track things a bit more. Yeah, but don't, um, don't you think people let the tools own them more than them owning the tools? That's what's weird thing, you know. Like I noticed too, like you know, it's 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 important to to, to be a user, to be a creator, to be a, a creative person in this universe and, and contributing to this global society, not to just let the tools own you, but therefore to own the tools to create the things, you know. Like that's one thing I really connect well with my buddy Anthony is he's made his own short films and he's done all this stuff and he he doesn't really like go in there and completely nerd out on the program he just he gets in there uses it for what it needs to do to help him with the story and that's everybody has a different path and a goal but i feel like of yes we have plenty of tools but we also have plenty of distractions and yeah. so it's like almost like if it's it's a people's choice to have to make to, to make the choices that they want to get things you know so like like photoshop i, I only know probably like 10 percent of photoshop but that's like my livelihood because i've I guess I know a decent amount of it and I want to explore more, but at the same time, I, I would rather spend time on learning like ZBrush and, and hard surfaces like XSI, Soft Image or like Maya or other programs where I can take my ideas and bring them into 3D, you know? And, and it's also important to know your end goal. The scary thing I think for a lot of people that just go into like 3D or this this creative industry and don't know their goals, it's you might have like a happy accident and be like, oh, I really like this, but you should be really, really um define and understand your end goal and understand where you want to go and whether that may, means making lists or talking to friends or your mentors and finding that out like you should really do that because i, I think you can attest to it like if you don't if you're not careful like you know years will go by and you'll be like shit you know like i didn't figure out what i wanted you had a really uh inspiring story in your talk i think you're talking about like a girl who was working at I think she wasn't getting any jobs and then she like had this like she said this like function this social function thing yeah it's funny I was just um, I had breakfast this morning with a friend and we we're talking about um, industry drinks because I used to do this stuff in Australia and it's funny because I organized something uh, recently where I just kind of like put it up on Facebook a few other things they like let's all go out for drinks and we had about 30 people show up and it's just like Siggraph or anywhere else. You're just getting a bunch of people to come together and network, but it's it's fun to do. And that's one thing is like Australia had the um, this kind of mailing list called DLF or Digital Labor Federation. And it's just something that's been around for the last like 15, 20 years. And we'd have like little DLF like meetups or, or parties or whatever. And I used to host a few in, in my home city. And then like they kind of would die out. Like I'd go away or whatever. And there's this girl who yeah at the time like she was a student i think she just graduated or she was about to graduate and she organized like this massive one she got like she put a lot of work in to like really get like everyone from games everyone from film everyone together and um i think she also got autodesk to help kind of like fund like flip the, the bill a little bit for the bar tab and everything yeah you were saying that yeah, yeah. and it was really cool and i remember going to that because like i think i was just back in australia for like a couple of weeks and i went along and I only met her briefly, just kind of chatted for five minutes, and you know the the thing was a really awesome party. Like I'd, I'd say maybe a hundred people or something came out. Like it was a huge event. Like this whole nightclub was just basically all effects people and games people and industry people. And the thing was that like by her doing that, um, it meant that she you know every everyone was there to work the room and meet people, have fun. But she made a lot of contacts and everyone kind of knew her from doing that one event yeah and that's good good for her to do that too well yeah that, that was the cool thing is that like um you know at the time like like i said i only met her briefly and 
uh, it was just like a fun thing. But then um, a couple years later, I came into THQ, which is a game company like Activision, EA. Um, they closed down last year, unfortunately, but THQ is like one of the bigger ones out there. And they had, they're doing a new Warcraft, oh, sorry, Warhammer, I should say, uh, game. And um, my company was doing some cinematics for them. So I came in uh, just to kind of speak with them. And I actually bumped into like a lot of old friends I hadn't seen in a long time. Awesome. And hey, you're oh, so thick with it, man. <laughs> you know so many people. That's good. Well, uh, I think her name was Lauren. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lauren. She she came up to me and she's like a production coordinator or a producer there. And she basically um, was like, hey, do you remember me? Blah, blah, blah. I met you at the thing. And I started chatting to her for a little bit. And I guess like by like, doing I'm that. I'm pregnant with your baby. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it wasn't that kind of drinking event. Um, you're all shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, what, what was kind of interesting though was that uh, I guess that night, you know, she she spent some time networking with everyone and I guess that drink event actually led to her getting a job because she met enough people that eventually someone was like okay well we need um, you know someone to start from the bottom at our company so like let's throw her a bone and like get her to work on this project so she ended up coming in starting from the bottom and working her way up and it was all because she threw this little drink function and like you know that's one thing I kind of I like is that if people take the initiative to do something and they think a little bit outside the box because yeah, I think that yeah. I honestly I think that outside the box too. anyone can get a job uh, in this industry and it's just yep. the, the biggest thing that you need to worry about is A, having the skill set which these days is probably 60 or 70% of it but then also it's kind of like how are you going to compete with all these other people who are trying to get in the industry as well Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of the hard thing is that like when you graduate from college like from 3D school or whatever you're doing you're going out the same time as like all these other schools and all these other people are all going out too. So how are you going to get a job over all these other other people? And being a bit creative here is like the important thing. And that was one thing I was going to bring up earlier was that when I was 14 and I was kind of faced with, okay, well, I don't want to be just some high school dropout and failure. I've got to kind of figure out a way to get a job and you know make something of myself. I set my goal being like work in Hollywood, which sounded to me impossible at the time. And it was going to it's going to be something that would be something I'd work at. And the difference is, and I think this is what was my kind of um, chance to kind of do something a bit more radical, was that I set a goal and, you know, rather than being like, okay, well, I've got to go to school and kind of get someone to tell me what to do and lead my way, I set like a an end goal and I set the you are here thing, essentially, like on a piece of paper. I pretty much had like um, at least that way if you have like an end goal like where you want to be yeah. whether it's Hollywood or being an astronaut on the moon or whatever it's going to yes, be yes. Um, at least then you have a direction and if you think of it like a, a t- having two points at least then you can form a line you know what I mean and I, yeah. I don't want to sound all hokey like that but <laughs> no that's, but it, it's very it honestly, true though. yeah I think the hardest thing is that if you don't have a direction then you won't have a way to get there and you you in addition to that you won't be able to kind of um, manage your achievements like to see where you're at and where you were at and where you're going to need to be at and so for me having an end goal and knowing okay i'm 14 and i've got no qualifications i know some 3d or whatever i i don't have any work experience or this or education um i don't have anything what am i going to need to get to this end goal so i actually started working backwards and that to me i think is probably a really crucial way that I still kind of follow and that is that like if you have your end goal it's like okay well to be there I'm gonna need to have these five things and at the time it was like formal like education which 
these days you don't need like a piece of paper saying I know 3D. Yeah, that's, um, that's another thing we could talk about too. It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. don't need to go to school. You got and, so much stuff at your fingertips now. That's right. It's crazy. Including, including, you know, your podcast and that kind of stuff. And and that's the thing is like, um, you know, on top of that, you know, I need to get work experience. I need to find other people who do this in the industry. So that yeah. way we all can motivate each other and, you know, I can gauge how, you know, where my skill level's at, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I started building these bigger goals and it's like, okay, well, how do I get those? I break each and every one of these goals down further and further and further until they're all attainable. And so suddenly, you know, if you were to look at it, like if you had 10 miles to walk, you know, you need to break each and every step down until they're achievable. And like, you can actually do each and every single footstep until you actually get to that place. But that's what it really came down to was just breaking down every single daunting and overwhelming thing (laughs) until it was um, something I could do. And the other hard thing is that like, you know, when you want to have like these big goals, it's it's very easy to want to tell people this stuff. And I find people kind of, people tend to be pretty negative and judgmental and the it's kind of sucks, but whether you're saying you're on a diet or whether you're saying you're going to become president one day, like, you know, people are going to probably discourage you a lot of the time. And yeah. sometimes that that's actually encouraging because then you get that motivation to like prove someone wrong. Yeah, fuck but, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. But yeah. You know, at the same time, like having enough people tell you you can't do something, uh, it's it, it, very yeah. common. And it slows you down a little bit if you're not if you're not strong enough to, to deal with yeah. that criticism. Yeah. And I know, I know for me, for instance, like you I've got to read look- that War of Art, man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to. Are, do like- you listen to audiobooks? Um, sometimes okay. I, I need to more, but actually, War of Art. I just googled it. I think I have it in my cupboard. If you consume uh, stuff, because I, I I don't have all the time to read, so I consume books through reading, like listening while I work. So that's another thing, maybe. But sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But that's no, another no. thing. It's I, about it's about people and the people around you. When you become your true like potential, your true self, like those people fade away, and a new set of people come together that form like a new barrier for you. And yeah. like those people, like you love them more because you're yourself and then they're, they're themselves because they understand that like, you've made it, you know? So it's, it's an interesting thing. Another thing to, to, to touch back on this uh, analogy that you kind of made me think about again is that how you said, um, you know, you make your goals and you chip away at them slowly. The analogy I got from that movie, The Secret, that kind of changed me a bit as a younger kid watching it is that one, one of the things I took away from it is that um, a car it can travel across the country and it could do that because it has headlights and the the you know it can see only like a hundred feet ahead of it but it can get you know it could drive to 3,000 miles you know so just having a little bit of um, that those headlights metaphorically could be speaking we could say like those are your hopes and like that's your that's your strength your inner strength and your vision and your notes you know and continually you know you might get a flat tire so then you gotta fix that and repair that but always yeah you know always having those lights on because the moments you turn the moment you turn your lights off and you're blind then you're lost and then you're really fucking yourself over but if you really dig deep into yourself and you discover that it all can become a, a bit of an illusion and it's up to you to kind of you know have that neo moment you know i always say that matrix moment where you're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's you know, right it's and that's, that's a good point actually relatable. As, a, as a metaphor like um i guess another one with that is yeah that like if you have headlights it's kind of a good thing because uh if you look at you've got you know 10 miles to drive or a thousand miles to drive yeah you know if you can only see so far in front of you it's like that's you know the whole point of like 
we're talking about multitasking and all these things about overwhelming yourself. Yeah. Suddenly you don't get stuff done. And I, this is like one of my biggest kind of handicaps I have is that, yeah, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and you just don't get anything done and you need to kind of put things in bite-sized form. And like, so headlights, you know, you have only a certain amount of distance. So it's, that's the bit you're, you're uh, focusing on then the next one and the next. And, um, and that's the thing is like, I actually I was sitting with a buddy of mine from ILM um, back when he was like on Iron Man 2 I think and we're, we're chatting about that um, up in San Francisco and I think uh, he mentioned that like the, the secret and he's like yeah how bullshit that is and you know like uh, that's funny yeah. I hear a lot of people say that it always it always makes me think like wow that's interesting that like, you think <laughs> well, it, it depends yeah. how you how you read it and like yeah. you know one not everything is, yeah well, one, one extreme is to say, like, you know, if you think it, then it'll manifest and come to me. And and actually, one thing I was going to say before about, like, you know, taking time away, like hobbies and things like that, the 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 counterproductive thing is that you could people can use that excuse of like, um, you know, you know, doing jujitsu or doing cooking or, or whatever you're going to find as a distraction. They can use that as a way to like procrastinate, you know, and so you want to make sure that you're doing stuff. It's actually stuff that's fulfilling to you, but you know, your goal is still on being productive and hitting your goals and your marks. But some people are going to be like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. I need distraction. So I'm going to go to the beach today and then I'm, I'm going to play some video <laughs> games. And yeah, it's not what we mean. <laughs> oh, now, now yeah. it's time to watch TV. So yeah, I mean, that's the, the flip side <laughs> is that like people can yeah. use that excuse. Yeah. So the, the thing about this is that, um, some people will see that as like the extreme of like if you you picture something in your head you're going to get it therefore and i've seen this happen people like i'm just going to imagine this and it'll come to me so therefore i don't need to actually go about doing it myself <laughs> um but yeah, you know that's... and my my talk with him because he was saying you know it's utter bullshit and like i i i don't have an opinion uh one way or another but um you don't have what an opinion else? on it what do you think <laughs> well what else I'll say this. What I was saying to him was that either way, there is actually a really good practice. It actually makes a lot of sense. However, you follow it, whether it's going to be like on some psychic crazy level or just on a more uh, a level of like you putting together like let's say a dream board of like all these yeah. things that you want in your life. That's actually fo letting it's manifestation. Yeah, it's forcing the power you actually, there. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, forcing professional you to athletes do that. You know, like they visualize the win. There's a difference between a, a, a champion and a loser. And I think that there's there's a there's it's not kumbaya you know psychic bullshit like they're trying to sell some of that it's a little heavy-handed, but there is definitely something there with manifesting thought you know like manifesting Absolutely. idea direction definitive that's what the metaphor there is the headlights you know the headlights in front of the car, that's the way to look at it it's like it's without the direction, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't have it you know so de defining the goal you know it's like a sharpshooter if a sharpshooter didn't have a scope and he didn't understand how to use a gun he'd be shit out of luck that's that's exactly it yeah you're absolutely yeah. right and and that's just the whole thing is that like if anything you're you're harnessing you know you're you're really making your focus on these things and and a lot of the times like like I said before not having a direction not having the end goal if you don't have that then how the fuck are you going to get there and <laughs> yeah. so you know even on the most primitive level like that practice is really solid and that's what I was saying to my friend and he he's one of the most hard-headed people I know so even he was agreeing <laughs> with me so uh, I think I won that one and but that's, that's just it like at least having those things it means that you know what you're wanting and you know what you're after and it even means that when you're having a conversation with someone at the bar or something and they mention something, the fact that you know what you want, suddenly it might click in your head like, oh, this person actually may be able to help me 
like with my goal or you know, or vice versa like yes. you you at least have a direction and I think that's very important to do yeah you, you leave yourself open for um, a bit of spontaneity and um, and uh, you just leave yourself open for something if you you know I always look at like this is this is the way I look at things and I might be more kumbaya than most people and people think like whatever the fuck you like get out of here I, I, th yeah. I think I think more people are they're just less likely to acknowledge it yeah outside of themselves but well, I yeah. feel bad for them you know <laughs> honestly I think that um, you're limiting yourself you know as a, as a human being I was thinking about this the other day while I was driving I was like I was trying to analyze because I'm constantly analyzing everything and I was thinking to myself like as a human being we're constantly evaluating the reality around us and because it's part of survival you know like it's in it's ingrained with us like the more that we can adapt and react the better and more successful we can become you know like we can basically survive and the moment that what that does and to me psychologically is it, is it builds up barriers and walls they say the sky is blue and the ground's brown and that's up and this is down and blah 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 and for a creative person a person that must push the future must think ahead must think like progressively you have to break down those walls because it's the reality that you have to like push against you know um because like i mean i don't know i, I do like jobs where i'm more of like a futurist i was like, kind of perceive what the future is going to be you know the future of the world and the future of how we interact with things and and so i have to think outside of the box you guys have to think like okay well this is happening now but this is what i think is going to happen later and how do, how am i going to like make that happen and stuff so what i'm getting at here is that your your most important gift in life is your is your mind you know that's the most important thing you can take away a man's hands and his legs and blah 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 but if you take away his ma his mind then you completely can he's gone but the thing is if it's so weird and it's so odd to me i can't believe it and i and i've fallen uh, uh victim to it as well but when people allow the world to box themselves in they, they use excuses and they have procrastinations and whatnot to and that controls them and it's just to me it's it's a shame because there's so much untapped potential in everybody that i see that allows themselves to be controlled by these things and it's just for me it's a damn shame you know because i see just amazing people that lack the confidence or what have you to or really live to their potential this might sound cheesy and if you're listening to this and you think i'm full of shit <laughs> maybe i am but that's just the way i look at it you know like and, and you know like i want to be i want to make myself lived the potential that i feel i should you know like i want to live up to my own aspirations and my own dreams i'm my own worst critic and i want to be the best that i possibly can the only way for me to get there is to really think highly in, in about these big pictures you know so but that's the way i look at it and that's what i'm saying it's just it's it's always it just blows my mind you know it's just, it's just like it's like the lizard brain tribalism kind of thing it's like dude like step outside of that man you know, like there's there's a huge world out here. You know, like go go travel, go experience things, go take a deep breath, go do something, go go do something of adversity. You know, so but, yeah, yeah. I no. don't know, but that that's just me. That's my my take on things. You know, so everybody uh, has think, a different approach. So no, you're absolutely right. I think that is, it's you know it all goes back to like what you're saying before about you know everyone's to better themselves or or they should. And I think that we all kind of get to that point either earlier on or later, but. Um, you know, we all want fulfillment, and he's going to find the ways that you you do find those things. And I, for me, even now, like talking to you, you know, you, you find people who kind of it's inspiring, kind of 
you know, or else it might even just make you think of something that, you know, you want to do or whatever. But like, I love those moments where I actually do either I'm at dinner, like I was at dinner with a few of the Rhythm and Hughes guys, actually, when they got laid off. And these are people I've known forever, but I've never really hung out too much with. And some of them, like one of the guys was like this older, overweight guy. Then one of them is this girl I've known for a long time. And these guys suddenly start like telling me about their week and their week was like they went to a concert in Hollywood and they went to this exclusive restaurant and then they went and did some sport I hadn't even heard of and suddenly it's just like I want your life you know <laughs> I, I, I want to be um, doing these kind of things and it's it's kind of um, just on a side note but it's kind of like it's kind of fun to find those people who are outside of your circle that can kind of pull you into new experiences absolutely and, man Otherwise, like you're just going to be stuck doing what you do, or whether you know. Again, like I say, video games or whatever. But like, you know, something that's um, you know might be like a habit that you have. But you know, how are you going to find these new things to explore unless like you have these other people who are doing that that you get a chance to do? Whether like I like um, occasionally I'll go shooting with friends, like go to a gun range or or whatever, or um, rock yeah. climbing, or cool. you know, there's just so many different things out there, and it's there kind is. of fun. There to is. find those things and everyone says oh, that takes up too much of your time but yeah. really like an hour or two of your time like i've been getting up earlier lately because me too um one project's been getting up at five in the morning oh wow because not, not bad, ma really <laughs> well, mainly because um there's been this one project i've been doing it's just been chaos but the thing is that now the project's gone like it's, it's all wrapped up uh i'm looking at it like okay well all my other projects don't really start till 10 a.m if i get up at 5 a.m i've got five hours it's half a day i could actually be doing all this other stuff that you know I could fill it up with something else I want to do yeah and um, and at the same time like no one else is awake you're not gonna be getting emails unless they're from the East Coast um, you know bugging you and so it's kind of like a chance for you to you could actually focus before everyone else in the house wakes up and just kind of work on your own stuff like what inspires you and like one thing uh, I did a long time ago um, I think it was when I was in Vancouver but like um, this is kind of like I started looking at my my general habits of like what I'd been doing the last few years and that was that I traveled a lot I worked a lot I also had a lot of fun and I took a lot of time off of work and I I think that for a few years there, I kind of cruised on by pretty well but like I was doing a lot I was keeping very busy but I was also when I worked I worked hard when I wanted to have fun I would go and like take time for work for like a few weeks and do what I wanted to do and I started to kind of break that down into like a bit of a formula for my general like practice throughout my year and, and that is that like if you're just slaving away paying the bills and working your butt off and at the end of the day you don't have anything to show for it like you know you talk about like everyone has that like they they want to write a book or they've got like a short film to be mean to work on your potential or, yeah yeah and the thing is that they keep finding excuses like i don't have time or <laughs> i'll get it to it eventually yeah years go by and they never do and yeah. like i've got plenty of short films and other things i want to do but um you know it's just choice choices yeah you need to kind of uh you know you need to spend that time like forcing yourself to do it and at the same time like you need to have time away from your work whether it is like a mini <laughs> break or taking like a week off and just kind of like forgetting about it all and recharging yeah. you know and it's just therapeutic and it's also like as we mentioned before like taking time out you can come back and like have a lot more inspiration and maybe even you suddenly care about your job again so yeah 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 i think you mentioned that in your last talk too how you said like you kind of hit a, a dry spell but then you once you i think you got more of, of, of a balance you you came back twice as strong because of the clarity of mind you know yeah you know, um that book the book mentions that like we're not marathon runners we're more sprinters as creatives and i couldn't agree with that more because uh, i can't remember like how often how many times i'd be like fuck you know like it, it becomes incredibly exhausting 
to try and run the marathon. I know you've worked on movies, uh, Vibe, and worked, I worked on a movie, Ender's Game, for like a year and a half, and it's just like, dude, <laughs> after eight months, I'm just like, how am I going to keep this momentum, you know, like by myself, too, most of the time, so it's, <laughs> it gets yeah. incredibly exhausting, because it's, you got to completely reinvent the wheel and, and fight for everything every day, and it's just like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, everybody has their different choices. The funny thing too is like all of our our worst days are nothing like anything like significant, <laughs> you know, like a starving child or something, you know, with like that's just, it has a shitty, shitty uh, start at life, you know. It's like it's <laughs> it's nothing like those. It's, it just feels like it because we're maybe more emotional than most because we're using our emotions to de define where we're going. I suppose first first world problems, right? <laughs> first world problems, you know, and that's one thing I always try to remind myself. I'm like, geez, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, you know, just take a break, take a, a breather. I think it's, 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 it's like, uh, I look at it like, um, there's this, you know, the critic that's within me likes to bring me into that dark world. And like, you know, it's part of me, the curiosity likes to be in that world, but it's, you know, it becomes a dark place and you know, you got to break out of there. And, and by doing so it's, it's, I think, uh, using the flexing your muscle of communicating with friends and people that you admire, um, doing things for yourself so that you feel like you're accomplishing something that isn't, you know, in, internal for you like I have a lot of dreams and hopes and dreams I want to direct films and do a bunch of stuff and and uh, I have like a list list and list of stuff and and I'm gonna make them all happen but it's just like it's a matter of figuring that out and the way to do that I feel is like constantly balancing this act of like you know time control being around friends and family and then having breaks but then also knowing times for like the harvest so to speak like da uh, mm -hmm. da Danny was saying in, in the podcast and I thought that was a w perfect word of saying it because there's certain times because we come from a we're a similar age like there's times in our in our life where it was about harvest it was about working hard to put in the time and the effort and now it's like okay we're getting a little older it's not really like good for us to do that anymore <laughs> and it's important for us to be smart about like every second that we use so yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, and, and that's just it. I kind of, I, actually, one thing jump back onto for a second about before was just that's exactly it. Like, um, I think it's important to kind of section off your year a bit in terms of like, you know, let's say when you're working, you're working. When you're taking time off, you take time off. Like, um, one thing I started doing uh, in the more recent years, which I kind of broke it down to like six months a year, I would work as hard as I can. I would pick. Um, the projects that would be most beneficial to me and not everyone gets to pick projects but I mean essentially doing choice yeah but it would it would essentially be like all the work that you need to do to pay the bills and to pay for your lifestyle to cover your family or whatever it's going to be but that would be six months where when you're in the zone working you're doing that and this isn't like sectioned off like six months specifically but essentially it's like a general like six months of that year you would do that uh at the same time like i would force myself then to have that three months and again not uh all in one go but like where i would try and focus on the big picture and that would be um essentially whether it's like a short film or whether it's like i'm doing lighting and i want to get into effects or i'm currently or even for you like um you know, forcing yourself to, to learn like ZBrush or XSI or whatever it's going to be. Yep. So that way you can kind of expand your skill set a bit more. Beast kind of... mode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wait, yeah. it, beast mode. It's not from Altered Beast, is it? <laughs> no. I just remember. But yeah, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, like 
essentially forcing yourself like three months of the year to kind of like look at the big picture, the yeah, stuff that sabbatical stuff. You, yeah, that you you are always procrastinating, put off. Uh, having the three months where you would do that, and then also three months where you actually have time to uh, rest and have fun and live life, you know. And yeah, and that's this thing. There's a TED talk by one uh, really famous uh, Swedish designer who lives yeah. in New York, Stefan Segmeister. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we brought, we bring him up all the time. That's a great. <laughs> Anybody that hasn't listened to it now should because yeah, he talks about the the year off stint. So fucking. That's cool. right, and and it's impressionable. You know, yeah. That's and he's it. Still, he, he's still at the top of his game. He, so. he you know, it, I just love that talk because it's really inspiring. And I, at the time when I started looking at TED Talks was actually um, when I started kind of looking at a lot of this stuff. And and that was just kind of, uh, it, it was a reassurance that, you know, that was kind of like the right way to go. Where like this guy takes a year off and goes to Vietnam or these other places. And suddenly all the work that he's doing after that would you know was inspired like it would cross-reference throughout like um his whole trip all these things and and that's true like that's on a smaller scale what we talked about before where taking time to go do jujitsu or whatever you want to do um during that time you gives you a chance to kind of you know step away and look at it from like get altitude essentially like, look at it from the big picture uh, and then come back in the trenches again and get your hands dirty um, so having that distance, that detachment, I think is really crucial. And so for me, I kind of broke it down to like, like three months a year would be, um, having a break and kind of, you know, stopping yourself from burning out basically. Good. And that could be, that could be doing anything, just spending time with family or going traveling, whatever it's going to be. Six months would be like the hard yards of working and doing what we all got to do to yeah. get by. Yep. But at the same time, like you can still maximize the amount you're getting done through that. Like everything I do these days, I try and pick projects that are going to be passionate for me, but also stuff that, you know, it might be high profile or it might be something that, um, you know, is going to be useful for me career wise, or I can talk about later or whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, so that way, you know, it's like go do a Twilight movie because you know it's going to, you know, look good in the resume, whatever <laughs> no, it's going to be. But do not do that. Everybody <laughs> listen I, I said, up closely. I no, I'm joking. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, that's, I, I didn't, I didn't see it. I don't, I don't watch the films, but, um, I saw some of the visual effects and some of it's really beautiful. So, no, I mean, I, you know, you know, people, it has a huge budget too. It's like one of the most profitable film things recently. So, but yeah, sorry. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. But, um, <laughs> but that's it. Like during the six months, you can still, it doesn't need to mean you're doing nine to five and hating your work, but yeah. like you can still find like all the key points that you want to get satisfaction from that job. But then yeah. three months is like looking at big picture stuff. And that is like your end goal, whether it's like switching careers or, you know, let's say you're an accountant and you want to become an artist. So whatever's going to be, you, you spend three months a year where you're really kind of focusing on that and yeah. you're going to need to make sacrifices and be careful with your time, but you can do this. And again, it doesn't mean that you're doing three months vacation, six months work, three months of no. something else. Yeah, it means that you might do two weeks every eight weeks where yep you do that other thing yeah, and it just means you can constantly yeah like you can really uh continually reevaluate your lifestyle you can continue to have a bit more freedom yeah and i think that for me i was already doing that when i kind of broke that down i realized i'd already been You're doing, doing that for it for the last few years and yeah. and it worked you know and and for me that was um just i think it was like a perfect kind of balance for everything that you're doing it's good um and it gives you a lot of freedom and like the other things I was going to just mention, like, um, you know, structuring your week, like, you know, even just kind of forcing yourself like once or twice a week to do all the, just kind of get all the stuff that you find as a distraction and put it all into that one section. Yeah. Um, that way, like, for instance, going on forums, even though I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, but I'm not actually doing half the stuff that, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I would ultimately like to say like Tuesday and Thursday, I would spend 30 minutes a day 
uh, on those two days just going and answering forums or uh, or maybe an hour or two a week where I go and write an article or something that I want to do and just kind of like forcing yourself to have those little things but yeah um, essentially you know by putting it all in your weekly calendar you're you're basically making that commitment to yourself that um, you're going to take time out and you're just going to focus on that one thing. True. And if you, you set that up in your calendar just to remind yourself and you constantly have like, you know, it's, it's like having a, a boss tell you, okay, go do this now. It's like you've got <laughs> your calendar telling you, okay, well, now I've got to stop what I'm doing and go do this one thing. And yeah. the thing is that half the stuff would never get done otherwise. And it's like doing your taxes. You, you're going to put that off and put that off. <laughs> and eventually, you know, you'll get yeah. it done just because... You have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll die. <laughs> death and death and taxes yeah exactly. these are all great points these are all great things for anybody that wants to you know turning pro that's another film that's another book too that i just i just finished the other day is really great it's the same uh, guy steven pressfield he wrote i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cut you off real quick and just say that it's funny because like that other book you recommend i got uh she get I, I actually um just quick buy on kindle as well so i just figured yeah i'll, I'll go to the pool and read it and it's just funny because instantly my um my reading habits have already kind of adjusted inside of um, Amazon so that was the next book I was recommending that's great <laughs> Just like you should read this book so uh, yeah that's yeah. awesome that's I mean that's another thing cool that's cool about Amazon too I probably spend too much money on there but <laughs> you know I find books to be like the genuine the genuine uh, key to the universe for me it always has been um, you know just reading and you know being enthralled by the world around us the internet's also amazing, but also books and in and, and observing them. And like, you know, it's just like the idea of transferring ideas, you know, that's just it, what it is. You know, it's like I'm transferring an idea from this author into my mind and I'm applying it, you know, whether it works or not. That's just, you know, it's just, it's all part of the, um, the, the pet, the journey, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, there's, you brought up a ton of really great things. We're running out of time. So I, yeah. I, mean, I know time <laughs> is of the essence as so to speak. So we can't stay on here for much longer. Maybe At, one of these. Maybe one of these talks will actually talk more uh, technical and hands-on. Yeah, instead. sure. We'll we'll feel it out. If if you're listening to this and you did, and you didn't get what you wanted out of this and you wanted to hear more technical stuff, that's fine. And also, you can probably go to his site and find out where he's like posting some of his technical stuff as well. Um, but like you know, the idea with this podcast is if if you're out there and you're feeling alone and you don't get like people don't understand you and you're and you're not getting what you want out of like, you can't do these in interviews. You couldn't. It's too long. It's too big. It's too involved. But and not everybody's going to have the chance to have a, a talk with somebody as big as as, as Alan is and, and is busy. So this is supposed to be set up here so that you get a, like kind of a sense of who, who he is and, and you get a sense of you know his processes and stuff, which, as we've said many times, is, is, is almost more important you know, than anything else is understanding like what a professional actually does and how he controls his day and his time. And if, if you're out there and you're not valuing your time and stuff, you should really... Uh, take a, a really honest look at yourself and figure out like what you're going to have to do to make yourself better and more efficient because <clears throat> that's what we're talking about here and it sounds silly and nerdy but that's you know what it breaks down to and when and I look at guys you know like huge figures and, and, and directors and people and I go there's no way they're just sitting there playing twiddling their thumbs going on Twitter you know and none of them probably don't have a podcast either They'd probably think this is a waste too so <laughs> you know I, I think it's uh, beneficial to everyone and like even yeah myself even, included man so well yeah I mean like even me just like there's a thousand notes I'm writing down just because it's like oh that reminds me of this or you know like good I think it's good, just like having iron sharp sharpens iron, you know. <laughs> well, it's good. Uh, one thing I was gonna bring up before, but it's just um, yeah, having people around you to inspire you is a very key thing. Ah, uh, so key. And, so important. And 
actually one thing you were going to bring up i think was um talking about schools and how they you know you don't really need that these days and and that's the thing is like i think one thing i'll say about schools is that the real benefit is like if you don't know where to start and it's kind of like one of those like you need to get your grounding your base stuff in then it's it might be good to do that but you're probably not going to be able to go to college and then walk out of there ready to, to actually get work you're going to need to then take time and really harness your skills but the key benefit is that if you don't know uh, enough about um, you know what you're doing and you need to kind of get that kickstart someone to hold your hand yeah. initially while you get your stride also people yeah you get to meet really great people well, hopefully that's, that's the main thing yeah. and um, you know obviously like yeah basically that that's a, a good kickstart thing to do but yeah the main thing I'd say like the real benefit of going to a school is that yeah you're going to end up finding other people who are passionate about what you do in your local area and you're going to be able to sit beside them and kind of feed off of each other yeah and yeah. to me that's like the only real benefit to going to like a college or whatever but these days it, yeah yeah but at the same time like it's it's actually a really important one and it's usually i see those people are like you know you all go out there you all look for work and it's usually like one of you is going to be the one who gets the job but then you know slowly you see like all these graduates all get pulled in and they all know each other it's like what the fuck's up with that it's like well so-and-so knew him and they heard of a new opening so they, you know basically one person gets a job and slowly kind of pulls everyone else in and you know you all kind of start to start your career that way so it's it, you know there is benefits to it but it's definitely just having that um those people around you to kind of help uh keep you motivated and you know bounce questions off of and work together and collaborate i think it's like a really crucial thing yeah if there's anything to learn from any of this shit is like it's there's no one set path and it's all about you being yourself and, and you being a hard working person that um, appreciates your time and respects others and you know those big key fundamentals are are like the, the main things to take away from any of these talks i think is that it's important to you know all those to touch on all those things because those are all the value the valuable things that i think we all need to remember yeah easily forgotten so yeah yeah but yeah Keep man dude thank you so much man is there anything <laughs> else that you wanted to make sure that you know you want, you want to give it out give a shout out to your girlfriend or something or, you know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. kind of funny though your homies <laughs> it's funny that i brought her up a bunch of times it's just um it's, it's funny because we had cigarette and everything else and she's actually trying to learn cigarette uh zbrush at the moment <laughs> oh cool um, yeah so it's, good luck with that <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of funny because like a lot of um, discussions I've had in the last two days kind of like just uh, fresh in my head because I've had them with her. So good. Um, but yeah, it's funny because this talk, you know, it's completely not what I expected, and it's kind of been jumping from like a thousand different subjects around, you know. But I, I guess I guess like um, you've touched Sorry. on so many things that no, it's it's good. It's just. Yeah, there's, you've touched on a lot of subjects that have, have actually been like, holy shit, like that's a good point, and no one ever talks about that. So, um, you good. know, it's just trying to cram as much into a little amount of time as possible. Yeah, we can do this again too. Maybe when you get another project out or something that you want to share, you just hit me up and like, let's yeah, man, I'd love jump to. On. I mean, maybe we could do that. You could talk about like, well, I did this, this, and that, blah, blah. This is how I did it, blah. If you want to do that, or we can just talk about anything, or I can just next time I'm up in LA, I'll, I'll shoot you a text and we'll. Go, beer, go beer, grab beer. drinks, beer, beer, beer. <laughs> well, I don't drink, I don't drink, but uh, I go out though. So it's coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, just, yeah. Chatting, you know, water. Yeah, man. Cares. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to uh, find some other. Like that's the thing is, like, you know, we can easily go and talk about. I'm sure you'd be able to contribute a lot too, as to actual productions and like, you know, what are some of the benefits to, 
you know, ways that, you know, people you work with or, um, yeah. you know, what, what, what saved the project or yes. what was that aha moment, you know? But, yeah, yeah. There's um, so many of those things too. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting kind of like talking about this stuff because at the same time, this is, you, you know, the kind of thing that no one usually ever talks about and it's, yeah, it's actually, yeah, and it's actually really crucial things. It's like how to so manage yourself as an artist and how to, um, yeah, just going to get more out of your work and become a better artist so yeah that's what i mean that's what I, t I was trying to tell you is like dude like you know i i dig what you're doing but at this i i thought what really struck me as making you special in my eyes was that that talk you did i was like these are great points man like this guy he understands it like he sees it at the next level and i'm like okay i gotta get him on so we can just like just destroy the universe about the <laughs> thoughts of how to can to really balance yourself out and it's it's cool. I I, I should have guessed that we have similar upbringings. It come it's got a you got a really strong hustle, mm -hmm. sir. Nice hustle. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good job, um, sir. <laughs> yeah, I I'm actually I haven't actually had a chance to listen to any of the other podcasts yet, but but I actually really yeah, want to. Don't waste your time. <laughs> no, actually, um, I, I love this sort of thing. Like I started doing something similar, which um, the last couple of years, which was just like an interview series Good. that I've been doing in my spare time. But like to me, I just kind of found that that sort of thing is really fun to just listen to while you're working. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I did notice one of the guys you interviewed was uh, Neil Huxley. And like, I've known Neil from back in Australia, like uh, 10 or longer years ago. Awesome. So um, yeah, it's a small world. Neil's one's great. I, all of them are really great. I think you might dig like, um, Danny Ant's got a really strong, powerful one. Um, the one that I'm putting up soon, Tim Tater is really great. They're all, they're all great for different reasons. Like even the freelance one's cool. And, uh, the one with Vitaly, I think you might really enjoy because he's like one of the best and, and you get to understand like a guy at his level, how he controls himself. And it's just, yeah, he's just another, he's on another level. So something to, you know, we work really hard. He makes me feel like a lazy asshole. So I love <laughs> well, I, that too. I, so. I, I can't wait. Um, I'm actually going <laughs> to give him a listen later today. So uh, I'm awesome. excited. Cool, man. Well, dude, thanks again, man. Thank you for sharing your day. And um, yeah, thanks to everybody out there listening and yeah, everybody just, you know, take a little bit what you want from this stuff and go make something amazing and make us all proud, you know. Contribute to the global society in some way one or, or another, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, well, thanks again and uh, stay in touch. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. Wicked. Cheers. Um, thank you for sharing your day, dude. Appreciate it. No worries, man. I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Adios. All right. See you. Bye.